Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben, and indeed, hello, everybody. You all all right? Hello, everybody out there. Um, And today we are joined by a very, very special guest. Emma Cownley is a freelance writer for music and lifestyle brands, occasional correspondent for Metal Hammer, and in her own words, full to the brim with charisma, possibly too much. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me after my incredibly braggadocious boasts oh. that I made when we first met and I said <laughs> that I was charisma, because now I've really got to live up to it, haven't I? It's not. It's not bragging if it's true. Fair enough. It's yeah. just fact. And those those braggadocious moments obviously worked because they piqued our interest and we were like, we got to get Emma Cowley on the show. And we thought, well, what, what are we going to do to get more charisma on board? I know. First name that came up. That's Emma Cowley. Yeah. Yeah. There's In only our... one original Emma Cowley. <laughs> Except I've no never invitations. Seen... I've there never seen anyone. There are certainly no other accounts under my name. No, uh, there wouldn't that be. That are pretending to be me. Of course not. No. Mm. Perish the thought. Don't even Perish look it up, everybody. Thought. There won't be any. Uh, yeah, so today we're doing, uh, we're covering Deathgasm. Emma's got her Deathgasm t-shirt on as well, which looks sure lovely. Sure do. One of two. One of two that I own. One of two. When you said one of two then, it was like two had been printed and yeah. you own one of them. Is that it? I own, I own both of the ones that there are. Oh. You own 100% yeah. of the Death I own t-shirts 100% of the merch. Yeah, I think that they, they did an official collaboration with Last Shirt on the left. And I bought this oh, one. Oh, yeah. And I thought I could be satisfied with one shirt. And then mm. I realised, oh, no. I need, I need both. And so I You've got I to mix that. it up. Would you ever wear both shirts like back to back, day day by day? Or was I have at Fright Fest before. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Be- people who saw you. I need like, people right. to know what my favourite is. <laughs> All right, we get it. And if Death they didn't Gazzle. see you on the first oh. day, they could go away thinking, oh, no idea. Yeah, no idea what she's into. 
and then I show up the next day and I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, we get it. All right. Uh, did you enjoy Fright Fest? I really did. Yeah, I really did. Obviously got to meet you guys, which was awesome. Uh, did a bit of networking, as it were. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a really nice, chill time. I feel like I got more sleep this year than I've ever gotten before at Fright Fest, which is quite nice. During the, so the films weren't scary enough. <laughs> no nightmares during some of those films no i never did um yeah it was i don't think you could i think we discussed this already it is actually impossible to fall asleep especially in the imax screens because it feels like you're being bludgeoned by sound every oh, i thought you were gonna say because the aircon was quite high and it was quite cold actually well yeah oh, that times. as well worry yeah, that you're never gonna pashmina. wake up again i take I a little blanket <laughs> and imax is said. frosty isn't it yeah Sure is. I saw people asleep. A few people asleep in Fright Fest there. I did. did and I, I was yeah, impressed. but they go out on the lash, don't they? They do the karaoke after the films and stuff, and they go to the Phoenix and hang out yeah. with the directors and stuff. I'm too shy to do that. One year I will do it though. Oh, do it. Come with us next year if we go. We were there at the Phoenix. Yeah, okay, the I'll nights. go if you go. Yeah, we'll yeah. be there. Okay. We were there. We were there at the Phoenix. We didn't do any karaoke, did we? We didn't. No, we couldn't get into karaoke. If we could have, because we got tickets and been organised, then I think you would have been crushing it, Ben. What would, would your song it. of choice have been? Oh, Jesus. There's a song for every mood, isn't there? So, I mean, it completely depends on how what kind of mood I was feeling. The um, last night of a film festival mood, what would you have gone for? You've had a good time, you're a bit tired, but you're energised. You want to go out on a high note, you want people to go away from this event thinking, <laughs> that's Ben Errington up there. Oh, I mean, Ke- I always think Careless Whisper just because it it is banging and everyone knows it and loves it. Like, I don't want to be... Yeah, but they'll sing over you, though. Don't you hate well, that? I'd like to see him try. You've got a microphone. <laughs> got and a you microphone. have to remind people that regardless of your yeah. your way of life, the choices you've made, that guilty feet, unfortunately for them, have no rhythm. <laughs> I've had a bit of bad luck with karaoke, though, because the last time I did karaoke, I did Coolio Gangster's Paradise and Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You, both of which have died since that karaoke thing. So if I if there's someone I particularly hate, I'm going to just do one of their songs. Ben is death note for Did Donald Trump singers. do any songs? Uh, Has he released probably. any some music? Sort, some sort, some sort of remix. Yeah, I can think about that. I do actually. This is also good because I don't always like to do it on my own. A a great duet with somebody. I was going to say somebody of the opposite sex doesn't always have to be that. An Evanescence "Bring Me to Life" duet is Ooh. always a good time. I could see you two up there doing that. I tell you what, no, I I'll do a duet, but it has to be opposites attract. Paula Abdul, <laughs> and you be the cat. Yeah, I'll be the animated cat. Yeah, you're I've the always cat. Wanted and I'm to Paula. Be the cat. Well, this uh, sounds uh, what, good. I think what, we're what, setting what, up for a brilliant fright fest next year already. I can't wait. Yeah, what would you do, Andy? Have we discussed this? I feel like we discussed it already, but I mean, being as we're talking about a, <laughs> you know, a, a film that features some hardcore metal antics, there, I'd imagine we'd get Luke, the original podcaster, and we'd do a busted song. But apart from, <laughs> hell oh, yeah, I've piqued your interest to in that one. Oh, I love busted. I do a little bit of busted. Busted with Hanson. At the oh, O2. Yeah, that was recent, wasn't it? How yeah. was that? I did that. I did, did you? the whole How thing. Yeah, I just basically turned feral. I was seconds away from ripping my own face off. Like, ah! oh no. Yeah. That, yeah. 
It was <laughs> terrible. Was it a song in particular that turned you feral? Yeah, it was. It was Umbop with with both oh. bands together oh, on stage. Both bands together on stage doing Umbop, singing Umbop together. Uh, when that happened, when two bands get together and do something like that, and you're like, uh, I've never seen this before. It would make me turn feral. I think I saw <laughs> I saw slip I saw Slipknot and Corn do Sabotage, <laughs> do Umbop, uh, do, and I felt the same. Feral. I think my trousers came off. Just do um, what did you say? Do um, yeah, that's the classic mashup thing I've seen. I actually mashup. really think they could tear shit up if they covered umbop. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. yeah, the corn man doing the doing the umbop with his voice. The corn man, the, the little, corn the man, kid, the, the little sorry, kid, sorry. the corn man, the corn the man. Oh, so that's Slipknot. Well, the, the the corn man, what the little kid from TikTok? Is that what you mean? That little dude. <laughs> yeah, the corn He's man. the corn man. <laughs> Jonathan Davis. Um, okay, well, there we go. I, I haven't turned feral. When did we get an answer from, from who, what you would do, Emma? Um, yeah, Paul Abdul. Yeah, I'm doing Opposites uh, Attract with you, obviously. The cartoon cat. Okay. Oh, Umbop, of course. The duet natural. <laughs> that is actually for three people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That song. Next it's got year. a three-part harmony. We'll stand in, we'll stand in high, high order. Everyone start growing your hair out now. And we'll we'll go for it. <laughs> it's gonna take me a while, Andy. It's gonna take me a while. Uh, we could just get wigs. Yeah, we'll get that's, wigs then. That's much better idea. Joe, sure, the Phoenix does a good number in in drag acts. I bet they could just lend us one. Oh, yeah. a secondhand like... drag wig though. Oh, that's sustainable though. I don't care about that. That's not something where I get, I'm getting. Oh, you'll throw it away afterwards. That's you, Ben. <laughs> no, I never would. <laughs> you keep um, it. Okay, what have we got? Horror. Oh, I, was, I, was about, I was about to jump into horror news, but first let's talk about um your relationship with this film, Emma. Deathgasm. Oh. Obviously, Deathgasm 2 has just fully funded. Um, I say just. it Was it like last month or something it fully funded? No, it was only, yeah, a week, a week or two ago. Oh, okay. So it's fully funded. So that film is happening. The sequel is happening. This has always been one of those films. I don't know why. For some reason, I've never got around to, to seeing it. So... Did you did you back the first Kickstarter campaign? Is that where your relationship with it started? No, I saw it at Fright Fest in 2015. Um, and that was back when I would only go in for a few screenings here and there because I worked nearby um, in Soho, so I could just walk over. Um, and it just basically fucking blew me away. I was like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever seen. And then I think that they had a feature in sci-fi now magazine after that and i was like oh and i brought it into my friend and i was like check this film out it's amazing and then you know when it came out i snatched it up um i don't think there was a crowdfunder for this one though i think that jason lee Uh, howden i see won a competition for funding horror film funding um and that's how he made it i don't think that he crowdfunded it but i'm glad that he crowdfunded the second one because it's about time yeah. 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 Um, and we well, I mean, me and Andy watched Trick or Treat last month and we were kind of talking about sure it's all right, but like it need it's got it's got a little something missing, it's got a little bit of attitude missing, maybe a little bit of a of a of a sort of comedic edge as well. Um, and I feel like this kind of fills in those blanks in terms of what a like a heavy metal horror movie kind of possibly should be. Do you do you like Trick or Treat? Emma? I do. I really wish that we'd got to know um, 
the the guy in it what's the guy that um you know the metal the the actual singer yeah yeah, yeah we said because he like yeah. dies instantly yeah he's yeah. like on the news so being it's like dead at the oh beginning. this is his last record and he's died and i was like well, why have you got it gene simmons like how did you get hold of this and um there are a couple of bits that really just don't make sense and it's like they expect you to just be like oh of course that speaker just ate someone and this is this room's on fire or whatever um but I think it's just like a really nice comfort watch. It really does it for me, I have to say. I think we, we said something similar where we were like, it almost feels like the film jumps in 20 minutes late, too late. It's almost mm. like we want want to establish the character and why this character could potentially come back from the dead. Um, yeah, it's a bit patchy. It is a little bit patchy, yeah. Uh, and we, we said it lacked lacked sort of like heavy metal puns as well, whereas I feel like this yeah. film. More yeah, the great thing about Deathgasm, it's just like absolutely loaded with inside jokes that only metalheads will ever get. And what's nice is that it feels really natural. Like they're not like doing the joke and then waiting for you to kind of laugh. <laughs> it's just like threaded in. And that's how you know that it's like, was made by metalheads for metalheads. And I think that's another reason that I like it. There's like a Burzum joke in there and it's perfectly timed to just make perfect sense. And like, yeah, it's just... There were there were a few good jokes. I enjoyed... The, one of my favourite jokes was when... I mean, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself and spoil anything, was when a certain character who's dead said, I'm here with all the, with all the dead uh, guys the from Paul music. McCartney Paul McCartney. Joke. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's like I the second that. back masking joke that they put in the film, which is ironic. Yeah. Well, it's not ironic. It's clever because it is a film about essentially the world getting saved through kind of back masking, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was good. And I like I like the representation of the characters as well. And I mean, like in terms of death metal getting rep- represented in movies, um, did you see Lord of Chaos as well? Lords of Chaos? Yes. I, I think I was yeah. at the premiere or I was at a premiere for that when it came out. Yeah. That's that's a fun time as well, isn't it? Even though it's, uh, I guess, it is based on a true story, but it's quite loose, isn't it, in, in its storytelling, isn't it? Yeah, and basically everyone in the scene is so tight-knit that they just all were like, no, that's not what happened. Like, obviously, they were going <laughs> to yeah, do that because yeah. that's the vibe of that whole crew me and my husband actually went on holiday to bergen in norway and we did a black metal walking tour where we went to the courthouse where varg vikernes was tried we kind of went round to the the one recording studio where all of the bands go that one place the church that got burned down by the bands so we had ourselves a nice serene self-guided walking tour it's all in it's all in walking you can it is it literally is yeah Wow. Almost a shame That's to amazing. be self-guided. What I would love is someone in full full face painting yeah, gets up to be there. Yeah, paint with yeah. like the big... To be there with like an like umbrella studded, so you like could follow the... them. Sharp. Yeah, with the axe. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. right, putting the axe up so you can follow, so my tour group can follow me around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was the f- my first time watching this. Your first time watching it as well, Andy? It was. It was Did my first like time it? watching it. I loved it. Um, well, spoilers for the review. Yeah, I'm going to say that I enjoyed it very much. And like, I'm, you know, I probably, you know, that like the old meme you get of the iceberg of how deep things go for me and like metal music, death metal or otherwise, I'm probably like just below the surface of an iceberg. There is so much that I have 
never even encountered. So I imagine there's several of the jokes in this that will have just flown straight over my head, but I really enjoyed it. And for the same reason, Emma, I think that you mentioned it comes across as really genuine and really natural. I think it's so, we see it in so many examples, you know, when you have 40 year olds writing teenagers, not well, and it flies over or whenever network television tries to do a video game show and it's like hey guys listen to these cool gamers no that's not how people actually talk <laughs> they enjoy these things the same is true in that i think it'd be really obvious if it was written cynically or um hadn't been hadn't been done with the right intentions and i think it comes across as incredibly genuine it's incredibly sweet and funny and the other things that i really appreciated were they clearly also love um you know the I guess the horror movies that come from that part of the world as well. I saw a bad taste t-shirt on one of the characters yeah. at one point as well. Oh, yeah. um, there's a little lean into, I know that metal and fantasy have endless crossovers as well. I enjoyed the D and D stuff in there. I think it was really genuinely and sweetly written as well. Like, yeah, I had a lot of time for this, um, a lot of time for this movie. I'm like, Ben, it's one I've been meaning to watch for such mm. a long time. I was, aware that it existed i'd listened to the folks from nightmare on film street do an episode about it years ago and it went straight on my watch list but then it's just one of those that always kind of got pipped to uh, this is the next thing i'm going to watch because you've always got something else that's on the podcast schedule or that's new that's been released so catching up on a backlog can take a while um and i'm so glad that i finally got around to watching this i think this is going to go into and I'm showing my hand of the type of films that I would watch again and again and again now, I think this is going to hit on that rotation for me, along with the likes of Bedfellows such as Turbo Kid and Psycho Gorman, which are some of my absolute favourites. So I think this is probably going to have to get myself a hard copy of this. Maybe with the sequel, get a cheeky double pack. Is the sequel coming out next year? Is that it? I've no idea. I've got the fulfillment was a year. I think it's a while while away yet. Now they've got the funding. The latest piece of news is that Guar are joining the cast of Deathgasm. Shut uh, the fuck up, really? And out, yeah, and after I saw the documentary, uh, the Guar documentary, which I think is on Shudder actually. Yeah, fairly recently. Uh, so that is fun. I actually saw Guar quite recently at Download oh my Festival. God. My well, husband actually... got to the front and he got blue jizz all over him. <laughs> <laughs> he just was covered in blue jizz like that was before the bloody show started before the show even started blue jizz everywhere he had to go back and shower it was in his oh. ears it was everywhere oh getting to the front oh, can you imagine that in the accident book this man what's wrong with him blue jizz in his ears alien Typical. jizz covered head to toe yeah we've all been there we've all been there uh okay so just a brief little bit of horror news to cover before we get into the film um, so It's a Wonderful Knife is releasing this week on November the 10th. It is releasing in select theatres, but is also releasing on Shudder as well. Um, and we've got an interview that's just gone live with the filmmaker, with Tyler McIntyre. Andy chatted to him fairly recently, talking about the film. I've just seen it, and obviously without spoiling anything, it's a lovely, festive, good time. Um, well, a festive treat, right? A festive treat. And again, as if we need another one, an amazing Justin Long performance. Yeah. As if we need another one. Add to add it to the add it add it add it to the watch list for festive horror movies because you're gonna have a good time. Um and another thing that's relevant to you, Andy, Godzilla Minute One has got a new trailer. Minus one. 
What did I say? Minute one. I wrote that down. Minus one. <laughs> minus one. So, God, minute one. The first minute of his life is mad. He's it's just, just been pe- born. Just either that or just some people like Godzilla attack minute one. Probably the best minute there is. They're like, what's that in the sea there? <laughs> it's quite far off. You're all right. You got a while. Right, it's fine. See you later. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the new trailer, Andy? Did you watch Not it? Not yet. Just come out today, you say? Well, a couple of days ago, I think. Oh, I've so... been obviously been a bit lax. Yeah, I'm gonna have to catch up on that because I'm looking forward to Godzilla minus one an awful lot. It looks like it's getting an IMAX release as well, so it looks like they're going hard on it, like in terms of like big, widespread, mainstream release. Oh, if I get a release up here, then I'm gonna try and make it to that because I really love Shin Godzilla. Um, so mm. yeah, big into Godzilla minus one. Hell yeah, minute one. Minute one. Minus, no, it's called minus one. Sorry. I'll do a, I'll do two separate reviews for you, Ben, just for you when I go and see it. I'll tell you what the first minute's like. Are they going to do the credits front load them like in films of old? Or are they going to do it at the end like more modern screenings? We'll find out in my review called Godzilla Minute One. When somebody special when feed. somebody gets when somebody gets the name of a film wrong, do you enjoy? Oh no, I hadn't seen that before. What's that? That, I've never heard of that one. What's that? Is that new? I'm <laughs> just being a right condescending bastard. <laughs> do when people do a nice thing, uh, uh, like for a, I'm not sure if it was birthday or an anniversary or Christmas, but Karen's mom got us some tickets to go and see something. My wife took her to see, uh, took her to see a singer you might not have heard of. Um, <laughs> very similar to one of the more popular ones in the, you know, in the top forty hits this year. Young man by the name of Ed Sheehan, we went to go and see. And... <laughs> I was dead good when that mainstream guy came on. <laughs> that lovely Irish fellow. Yeah, Ed Mr. Sheehan. Sheehan. <laughs> and that Ed wasn't Sheehan. even that someone made a mistake. That was literally just um, WhatsApp doing like an autocorrect or something like that. But now that's his name forever. Ed Sheehan. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's, it stays in your vocabulary then, doesn't it? You can't say anything else. You've got Ed to be Sheehan. wrong forever. <laughs> Ed Sheehan forever. Yeah. Good times. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got for horror news, but fill on the ground just after Halloween, you know. Um, did you have a good Halloween, Emma? Did you enjoy yourself? I didn't really do much, to be honest, um, which did is anybody... unusual for me. Did anybody <clears throat> knock on your door? Did anybody no, I live in the middle of nowhere. There's no children. And the annoying thing is, is that I made a bloody thing that hangs off of my front gate with candies in it because I live on the same road as a school. So I was like, the children will be walking past and they can take a candy. Motherfuckers didn't take anything. And I don't blame them because look at me. Would you Depends take anything they put more sweets in there, like a tribute. Like, have a candy. <laughs> it's um, a blessing in disguise, though, because then you've got all of that. No, I know. Right? Yeah, I ate. I, ate all of it i had already taken all the crunchies out because crunchies are too nice for children yeah i don't even um, know crunch, crunch is banging yeah Hell but yeah. yeah no one came oh yeah children again all, all the crunchy stuck to the roof of their mouth never so bad for them i also think that you know that that honeycomb stuff it's too sophisticated for a child's palate yeah probably. and that's why i have to get I removed yeah have a fist full of chewits and fuck off is what you want to say <laughs> yeah you can have those swizzle candies, you know. Oh yeah! Oh, watch out! You don't get the Palmer violets. Yuck! They're all right. What's wrong with them? It tastes like Palmer aftershave. Oh, yeah, I love oh, it. I, yeah, I guess there's got to be some. Eh? I accidentally made a cocktail once. It tasted like Palmer violets, and I was so smashed that I can remember. Put too what, much airspray in it. 
Can't remember what went into it. Hairspray. But that tasted the same up as it did down, didn't it? Yeah, probably. Hairspray, did you say? Yeah, I love it. About it tastes like. Delicious. Um, any other horror news for the week? No, not really. I mean, I guess it's post Halloween now. Um, your friend of mine, Daniel Wilcox, leading um, Dream over on the other stories that concluded in um, on Halloween itself, right? And then, yeah, books are going to be available. So, Ben, I've been a fool. What's the big horror news? We're only at a comic convention next week. Where if you happen to be anywhere near Harrogate, come and see us there. Buy some books. Why don't That's you? That's true. So we're going to have uh, paperback copies of Dream, which is the Hawk and Cleaver um, Halloween podcast special. It's like Alice in Wonderland in in a what, what, how do we describe it? In an H.P. Lovecraft universe. H.P. Lovecraft universe. So we're going to have books of those to sell. Um, I think we'll be chatting to anyone and anyone, anyone and everyone who is into horror or horror adjacent stuff. Dead Northern are there. I think we're going to try and grab them for a chat. Uh, yeah, but if you're anywhere near Harrogate, come to Fault Bubble. And me and Andy will be there, standing behind a table, looking looking all right. Not only me and you, Ben, but everyone's favourite host that's not here today, it's Luke. He'll be around. Luke Pondo with a K, the evasive host. And we're going to be sharing a packet of Parma violence between the three of us. You can um, have mine. Horrible. <laughs> Good, I like it. I like that when that happens. I'm bringing, when I go, Do I'm... you want a Parma violet? No, you can't. You don't like it. Yeah, I'll be bringing honeycomb. It's for any people that don't like palmer violets. How do you feel about you the big? Your allegiance. How do you feel about the big palmer violets? I feel like they're straying into like bath bomb territory when you're eating them. Yeah, you've gone too far. That's urinal cake. Yeah. Type of a thing. <laughs> urinal cake. Now you talk to me uh, about those fizzers that are like if palmer violets tasted nice that are in a similar packet. Then we got a different story. No, they're shit. They're the crap. They're the yeah. non-committal Palmer Violet. At least Palmer Violet yeah. has gone out there unashamedly as itself. I'm one hundred percent Violet. I don't give a shit if you don't like me. <laughs> the other ones are horrible. like, oh, what are we? We're just people pleasing. We're just every flavor. Generic yeah. people love us. You've been absolutely thrown under the bus there. Andy. You're thrown under the bus there, but I'm not going to change my opinion. You've got to stay true to yourself and eating Palmer Violet. <laughs> like a Palmer Violet, you've just got to be true to yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, okay, so next part of the show, what we've been watching the last seven days or so, anything horror or horror adjacent worth mentioning, new or old, has anybody seen anything that they would like to share with the room? Oh, I saw Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yes. So did I. Oh, look at that. So what what was your takeaway? I mean, what, what you came away from for Five Nights at Freddy's, are you... A player of the game? I'm not a player of the game, but I watch people play it. <laughs> I watch live streamers um, play it. I just like to watch people play it because I'm too I'm too scared to actually play it myself. Um, but I've been big into the lore. I love watching YouTube deep dives that are like literally three hours long that go into all of the subject matter and all the material. So like when I heard that they were going to be doing a film, finally, I was like, this is going to be incredible and the Henson workshop involved you know Blumhouse I was like this is going to be great um and then Matthew Lillard was cast and I was like what the fuck this is going to be awesome um but I feel like there was so much they could have done that they didn't do Mm -hmm. having said that you know if it's a trade-off between having a decent story and having really good animatronics then that's fine um, it was a great cast as well. I just feel like the games are so good at using 
the basic principles that it has to scare the shit out of you. Like it's a perfect case study of how you don't need a lot to really have people constantly on edge. I mean, you can't even in the first game, like move out of the seat. You can just turn static, right? It's just the fact of like, but is it going to be there? And I just don't feel like they utilized that very well in the film. I would like to have more of those moments. Do you think that it maybe suffered because I think, and you know, possibly rightly so, it's made I would say as like a an entry to horror. It's got some YA, I mean, young adult, not from Newcastle, um, thing about it. It's it's got that kind of touch to it that it's like an entry into horror. You like you probably could be early double figures and go and see this and it'd be scary but you would enjoy it and it would be like a, a gateway drug to other horror stuff maybe yeah, for maybe for us old folks it's uh, a little tame but I, I liked a lot of what it was doing I'm not like you I, I've not um, I've played a little Five Nights at Freddy's but I, I had like literally a passing knowledge of what the of what the law was so that was all that was all new to me. I mm. think it was really well cast. There were elements of it at certain times that gave me big, like, I say this in a nice way, it's not a criticism, like big channel zero energy. Like when um, that series was on sci-fi, like the the way they're kind of, and I, and I know that Five Nights at Freddy's leans in very much to the, like the creepypasta, like. Internet folklore. Yeah. That of kind thing. of so yeah, it leans it. So I got a lot of the same feeling I did watching Channel Zero, that first series of that over on Sci-Fi. Um, but yeah, I think it was interesting. And the one thing I think, whether the story hits for you or not, the animatronics are really well done. So cool! It makes such a difference when there's a physical prop in the room with the actor. And like, I think that you know VFX has come like a really long way. But at the same time, you want to mm. see like a. Your eye knows what's real deep down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You can always think, see those things. Um, there is such a vast law tied in with that kind of story that at the end of the day, they were never going to even scratch the surface with a with a film. So <laughs> there, film. therein lies the question. Like, would you have preferred to see this as like a serial, like an eight-part series? Yeah. Actually, for sure. Because yeah. especially prestige television, I don't think any of the cast they put on it are out of reach of, yeah. of a big TV show. Yeah, I agree. And then you've got that slow burn build-up because I think that's what the game does really well. It wears you down over the course of the five nights. And the, the coding, I've watched videos about how each of the characters is coded so that you can know what their movements are and how they work. People have actually gone into the game code and figured out the movements of the different animatronics because they all have different styles, like moves that they do. Um, and that's how you can learn how to play it really well uh, if you want like to. Just do. learn how to play it like as a, you know, like really getting into the meta of the game and being able to, without trial and error, just go, I know how the mechanics of this Yeah, work. basically, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so by the end of the of the the game, by the fifth night, it's just you're being attacked every, you know, 30 mm. seconds, there'll be someone at the door. Whereas on the first night, you're kind of just, oh, like, what is anything going to happen? And then one thing does, and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then, you know, by the end of it, relentless. And it's just that 
build up to the crescendo of horror that I think if they'd had a series, can you imagine? So does it kind of do that, but it's kind of like it rushes through it, I guess. The pacing was really slow in parts. Like I actually... Yeah, was a bit impatient. I was like, "Buddy, hell, Peter, stop sleeping all the time. I'm not interested in these dreams. Yeah, give fuck. me animatronics. Come on, I I've want seen... killer animatronics." I've seen lots of stuff online saying, "Oh, Willy's Wonderland did it better," but I've also seen other things saying, "Ah, oh, Willy's Wonderland has ruined it for me." The fact that that existed. Yeah, before. kind of. Actually, I've got that experience where I've already yeah. seen Willy's Wonderland, and then I've gone into Five Nights at Freddy's, and I've been like. I can't. It's like people who. My, my sister watched Scary Movie before she ever saw Scream, oh, and now no. she can't watch Scream because can't watch of Scary Scream and Movie. Take it seriously. Oh yeah. God. I think yeah, Willy's yeah. Wonderland, for better or worse, maybe ate their lunch a little bit because they're able to get out a little quicker. You can't. And do... you've got that Nick Cage mania. Yeah, as yeah well. you can't. You can't overact Nick Cage. Like the more extreme that man goes, the greater his performances are. And he's phenomenal in it. And it's a and Willy's Wonderland, whether you want to knock it for being a uh, you know, a really obvious lift of this idea, but before the official license one came out, and they've also been very rude to us. These things are meant to come out back to back. They should come out at the same time, like Deep Impact Armageddon style, like be on oh, yeah. the cinema at the same time. Um and you choose which side you're on. Yeah, they they yeah, they they did kind <laughs> of steal the thunder a little bit, but now mm. especially it's called Five Nights at Freddy's, a five part prestige series, five out like a five hour long episode. Shudder would have eaten that shit up. Oh, yeah. And you could have built it like you put it out on like a Halloween week, the five nights before Halloween. <gasps> I wish that had happened. I just feel bad because I know how badly Scott Cawthorne fought to have the, and it has been stuck in development hell and mm, it's been passed around yeah. for years and years and years. So I'm just grateful that we got something. Yeah, I'm glad just they got, got to make it. And I think any yeah. you know creator like Scott Cawthorne, like it's so nice when you see someone who created a thing and they didn't make it on the back of a, they didn't make it on the back of a studio and they didn't make it like by committee. It's something that they made that became incredibly popular and these things have happened and that person has still kept a hand in it and still managed to keep some control of it. You love to see it because so often it's the other way around and then things are nothing like the original thing that people gravitated to in the first place. I think also the FNAF fan base is so loyal to Scott as well that if they had tried to do anything without him or without his input, it just wouldn't be considered official, I don't think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so for Gutterill, I I enjoyed it. Like I, I think it's it's out on streaming almost immediately, right? Like I know it's Yeah, been I need to cinema. watch it at home because there were like kids in the cinema when I was there and they were being rowdy and I was like, oh here we go. Oh, maybe you want to watch a little CRT monitor in a dark room. Yeah. Gonna watch it on my phone in the bath. Yeah, yeah. With some with somebody bursting in every few minutes, just as <laughs> yeah, in a giant bear outfit. That's what. Yeah, that's what I meant. And then yeah. But also, like movies of games, like notoriously not great anyway. So you know, there aren't many that that really hit the nail on the head. Apart from Sonic and Mortal Kombat, the original, not the new one. Very good. Yeah. Sonic and the original Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Tiny, t- tiny-headed Coopers. 
Yeah. What a time. What a time to be alive. Uh, anything else? Anything else anybody has seen this week? I saw Ben. Uh, you've already seen it, but, you know, extra shout out. Um, saw the last video store. Friend of the show. Video store. Oh, yes. Saw his, um, saw his movie. We weren't able to get to London to see it um, at Fright Fest Halloween, but ever so much fun. Um, you know, I think I may have seen it the day we recorded. So if I'm repeating myself, it's okay. Cause I, again, give a little bit of an extra like congratulations to Kev. Like, yeah, no, I think yeah. for someone who would never, wouldn't classify themselves as an actor, he does great work and it's a fun movie. Oh yeah. And it's uh, one of those films that probably would fall into the same sort of vein as Deathgasm and Psycho Gorman and stuff like that. Um, so, and I think it would be within good company there as well. Yeah. Same say. shelf of the video store for it. sure. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, I saw a couple of things uh, for the first time. No, no, this is this one's for the first time. I saw Hatchet for the first time. Watch this on Halloween. Uh, the I think Adam Green slasher movie about Victor Crowley with Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, someone else, horror royalty in it. Um, the kills in this are insanely good. Now I think this film premiered at Fright Fest like back in two thousand and five, possibly. Um. And yeah, that, when I watched the Fright Fest documentary recently, I was like, how have I never seen Hatchet? I need to watch that. Yeah, the kills are great. I think if you're looking for a sort of mid-2000s slasher movie, it kind of hits, it's got everything. It's got sex, violence, um, horrible characters that you can't wait to see die. Hatcheted. And hatcheted. But honestly, some of the like most horrible kills... You know, like I'm, you, I'm used to it. You've seen seen my fair share of slasher movies, but I was a bit like, oh, geez, that's horrific. Oh no, no, not like that, please, no. Um, it was good fun, and and for like you know, eighty five minutes or something, definitely check it out. There's Have a fair number it? of hatchet films, right? There's several. There's loads, yeah. I think there might be four, possibly. Um, I recommend it because I think there it's as good. It's got like a nice Victor Crowley backstory as well, you know. Um, which is great, and we see Kane Hodder in and out of the makeup as well. So doing some hatchet in, doing some hatchet in. Yeah, it's great. Have, have you seen it before? A long time ago, I can remember very little. I've definitely seen the first one, but can't remember a thing. It's a long, long time yeah. ago, so I might need to pick that back up. Definitely, I think they're all on Amazon Prime. Um, I watched oh, the first one on there. So what a treat! On there, uh, might might mean they're on Shutter, but I'm not sure. Has um, anyone seen? I any of the like i feel like i'm behind on this i've seen the first episode of several of the big streaming series releases this year i've seen one episode of goosebumps pretty good justin long another great performance need to watch the rest but haven't i've seen the first episode of fall of the house of usher really like that really really cool um but haven't watched the rest of it either of you two seen either of those or any of the other series that have dropped on i've been tempted by them but it's not enough to get me to commit. I'm really commitment phobic when it comes to TV series Ziz. I am exactly the same. I find yeah, it very hard. Like, are you going to waste my time? Do if I watch mean? one I episode, into it, yeah. And then, and if I watch one episode and I don't like it, I can't commit any further. I go exactly. Right, that's it. If you haven't got me by the end of the pilot, no, <laughs> thank you. Or it's even first... worse, like the Midnight Club. I thought yeah. that was great. I loved it. I couldn't wait to see how that was going to play out. Fucking cancelled. I know. Yeah. That one was, I was really, I was quite enjoying that. Wife wasn't so keen, but I was enjoying it. And then I'd heard it was a cliffhanger and then wasn't going to be continuing when I had one episode left. 
And I've just been like, well, thrown my hands up. I've been like, oh, thanks. But thanks then um, they did put it out on Tumblr, the finished story art. What oh, did they? So you Maybe could I will just watch it and how then it's read all going to end. Yeah. I, I went and read it. was like a thoroughly detailed, because it's that guy, isn't it? It's the Stephen King guy. Mike Flanagan? Mike, Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. The Flan Man yeah. himself. Was it him? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I'm heartbroken that we can't finish it. I've tried everything I can and it's not going to happen. Here is a full list of all of the plots and all of oh. the characters and what happens. Get yourself on Tumblr. Oh, I'll have to do That's that. That might, that might get me to... I can finish that off and that one can be checked off and I'll read the end. And then... Um, Obviously, at least one member of the cast um, makes it across to Fall of the House of Usher as well. Uh, Ruth Codd is uh, is part of the cast of Fall of the House of Usher. She plays like the like the patriarch of the family's latest wife. It's very good. Nice. The first series, the first episode was great. The last one I saw was Midnight Mass um, of Flanagan of the Flan Man, and I and I and I really like that. It's probably my favorite of his. Of the stuff he's done, so I'll far. watch anything TV with Raffle Polly in it. To be fair, which one's that? that guy's great. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. He he's always popping up. Anyway, I love his I love his social media presence as well. Seems like a lovely lovely fella. Big into his Warhammer. Is he? Is he? Him and Superman both together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. I did watch the first episode of Invincible series two. That's the one thing I've been kind of waiting for. And sure, it's not horror, but it's ever so gory. Um, for an animated show so if you like your blood and guts and superhero stuff check that out um and the other film i watched which was a rewatch i've seen this before was manhunter directed by michael mann um he didn't name the film manhunter like just after himself michael manhunter um, it's, <laughs> michael manhunter it's the first it's the first um it's the first movie appearance of hannibal lecter played by uh, Brian Cox, not the guy who does the astrology. Um, <laughs> Space is really massive, and I eat people. Space <laughs> is really massive, and the uh, father beads. Uh, <laughs> this is... Oh, wow. It's like he was in the room. <laughs> I purposely didn't do an impression. I just said a thing, but still came out badly. Um, yeah, so obviously, FBI Will Graham. This is, like, such a stylish film, like... It's a, it is amazing. Like, obviously, it's the first... It's the story of Red Dragon, essentially. It's not got Ray Fiennes doing his genuinely scary, creepy stuff. It's got a different guy who's just a bit of a weirdo. Uh, but William <laughs> Peterson plays Will Graham. And this, after trying to watch Hannibal again, I realised that this, back to basics, all of these characters, back to basics, is better. I feel like what Hannibal does, it tries to make all of these characters almost like, like big caricatures into like, almost big, like, super, into big old almost like super powered or like big super powered metaphors and i can't stand it so like going back to basics with this where you've got a man who's an fbi agent and also maybe a psychopath you've got a cannibal who's just a horrible dirty he's, he's a bit smart sure fine cat, cat and mouse thriller um but yeah i think if you're a fan of of any sort of silence of the lambs um hannibal lecter then it's uh, got to be manhunter thomas harris thomas yeah I mean, it's got to be. Ma I think Silence of the Lambs is, of course, the best adaptation of Thomas Harris's books. But this is easily better than all the other sequels. It's better than yeah. like Hannibal. I think and I've seen Manhunter. I have to check that out. Oh man, this the score is unbelievable. It reminds me of, and despite the, and obviously Michael Mann did direct the Miami Vice uh, reboot as well. It reminds me of Miami Vice. This Manhunter. Okay. It's just like imagine all of the characters that you know and love in the world of Miami Vice. Everything's like all 
what is blue Probably pastels and neons exactly yeah and everyone's got nice nice clothes on um yeah it's great. just like in miami um maybe ben though you could go the other way you might enjoy the hannibal series a bit more if you applied not the back, back to basics but the big overblown metaphors into your regular life like when you step into the kitchen and you see there's <laughs> dishes in the seat you could like close your eyes and go to a mind palace. Go backwards, yeah. Yeah, and be like, ah, oh, this or is my design. Or you could cut off your own leg and eat it. Yeah, and you do that and be like, and then in doing yeah. that, the dishes will be cleaned and it'll be a statement. And then you'll imagine your partner, Charlie, be there with like antlers and you'll be like, oh, is she Hannibal Lecter the whole time? Maybe if you started thinking like that. This film didn't have one dream sequence. I loved it. <laughs> that should be your letterbox review. Forget dream sequences. <laughs> Not I mean, a single Will, dream sequence five stars. Will Graham does a little bit of his sort of thing where he's like um, standing in a room and imagining things happening, but rather than it all coming to life, he's kind of like talking us through it. So it's good though. I like it. It's got a great, got a great soundtrack as well. It's very uh, synthy. But that was it. That that was pretty much all I've watched this week. Film of the week then, which is Death Gasm. A 2015 New Zealand comedy horror film written and directed by Jason Lee Howden in his feature directorial debut. Uh, the film follows a teenager, uh, a teenage heavy metal band who acquire an ancient piece of sheet music and unwittingly summon an evil entity known as the Blind One. Chaos ensues. Um, it's got 6.3 on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, 88% critic score. 66% audience score, 3.2 on Letterboxd, and some choice reviews from Letterboxd. Austin Armstrong says, The most metal movie of all time. Possessed teachers spewing blood over students. Check. Bloody chainsaw battles. Check. A hilarious metal horror mashup that I can't wait to watch again. Four and a half stars. Um, Ali Bug says, You're not allowed to call yourself metal unless you've killed demons with giant sex toys. I've done that. Four and, four and a half stars you have yeah. these are some enormous sex toys as well eye-wateringly enormous you uh, could have bought them you know in the uh in the kickstarter they were auctioning off some of those sex toys oh my god mm-hmm. them the off. Film. wow crazy uh, <laughs> you didn't get you didn't get it for death deathgasm 2 then andy as a perk no, 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 no. I mean, there's still time for add-ons, I'm sure. Uh, no, when you fill add-ons. in the when you fill in a the nice, a nice girthy double ender. <laughs> Disgustated <laughs> says heavy metal, guitars, blood and gore, puerile humor. Four stars. That's not that puerile. Um, no. And then Danny says, if Jennifer's body had an evil twin brother, it would be this movie. Three and a half stars. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. Oh, that's a really nice take on it. I've never even thought of that before. Yeah, it's got some of that going on, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, we've obviously already covered um, our relationship with this movie, whether we, this is the first time we've seen it. Um, so in terms of who stars in it, we've got Milo Cawthorn as Brody, James Blake as Zach, Kimberly Crossman as Medina, Sam Berkeley as Dion, and obviously loads and loads of other people in various roles, demons, bullies, uh, record store owners, and the like. Um so yeah, I mean, it looks like is critic score eighty eight percent. Like people were pretty high on it. That's higher than the audience score. I kind of thought sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes films like this might tend to be like the other way around. But yeah, people are people are loving it, and it is a and it is a good time. It is a cool a cool movie 
Um, and something that I feel like has been attempted before in not necessarily horror, but in kind of other genres as well, like a met- uh, sort of a heavy metal comedy and stuff doesn't always hit the mark. But I feel like this one definitely, definitely did. Again, it doesn't feel like it's it feels like it's coming from a place of love for the genre, love for sort of its fans as well. It's not got like an elitist um snobbery to it which again sometimes things like this can do it pokes fun at the fact that fans of certain metal might have a bit of elitist snobbery um which is also good especially when someone starts rattling off all of the subgenres of metal <laughs> does anyone have a favorite subgenre of metal i wrote an article on oh, yes. uh, the most bizarre i think it was like the top 10 most bizarre subgenres of metal and some of the ones in that was um <laughs> there was Neddle, you know, the Ned Flanders. Oh yeah. Oakley Dokley, Neddle. Yeah. There was fast food metal for Max Sabbath. Max Sabbath. I've yeah. seen Max Sabbath. Dinosaur metal. There's werewolf <laughs> metal. There's pirate metal. Um then you've got that porno yeah. grind. Yeah. Um what else? I mean that's just off the top of my head. The oh, one that needs to do some more research. Dinosaur metal first on. <laughs> yeah, the there's agenda. a band in in like a Scandinavian band where they dress up as dinosaurs and they come out and they're all dressed as dinosaurs. Amazing, phenomenal. I, I I saw Max Sabbath probably like probably like ten years ago now. So yeah, ev- just the band dressed as characters from McDonald's doing Black Sabbath songs. Did you see that video uh, of them performing for Ozzy Osbourne? No. He was charmed and delighted. Oh, and he was, yeah. and he was dying for a filet o fish. Yeah, he was dressed as the hamburger at the time. <laughs> I was thinking my favourite's probably I don't know if this is a subgenre, but I always liked Necrogoblicon with like the. Oh yeah, the... yeah. Have you had that spider track? I love that one. There's a magic spider on the wind. He spins a bird for is you. That, is that a, new, a newer one? Because I don't think I've no. heard any new, new release. Oh, it's not. No. Um, I guess you could call it goblin metal, but they've just got a yeah. goblin on stage at all times. At all times. Yeah, John Goblicon, the accountant. John Goblicon. He's yeah. An account- he's an accountant. You he's can like, book he's... him on Cameo. I've been trying to get him from my husband for ages, but he's on tour. So I'm actually quite scared all. of him. I find him quite scary. Really? Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want him to be in the room with me right now. No. Is he in the room with you right now? <laughs> Doing your accounts. <laughs> Is he doing yeah, your accounts? Yeah, doing my accounts quietly. Going, in the um, excuse me, this this isn't deductible. I'm afraid you are going to have to pay the VAT on this. No! <laughs> this isn't metal, but what's that band which is like Elvis-fronted Nirvana? Oh, I don't know. Elvana. I mean, I <laughs> That's to say, surely oh, shut it's up, really? of the name. Elvana. Oh, there's wizard oh. metal as well, isn't there? Yeah. With wizards, I feel like whatever you say is going to be out there. You know when you know when there's a type you know of when, metal for it. You know when people say there's a type of pornography, no matter what you're into, there's a type of pornography out there that's going to fulfill those needs. I feel like metal's the same. Metal's the same. Doesn't matter what you're into. <laughs> it's going to I like how a lot of it. There's a like, lot of the Lord of the metal. Rings centric stuff as well. Like yeah. metal fans love Lord of the Rings, so there's loads of Lord of the Rings named bands tons of bands have taken their name from lord of the rings loads of yeah the wet hand of saruman the 
I once I mean, tried to do a list of names that hadn't been taken, and I actually had my um, Tolkien like oh. guide to Tolkien, and I was going through every single thing that I typed in had been taken. As really? a metal band. Yeah, it was wild. Because I was watching the films, and uh, they were like, oh, you know, it's a it's a Nargle Blade. And I was like, Nargle Blade, that would be sick. There's already a band. White Hand of Saruman, there's already a band. Like, everything. They've even started going into the dark language, like the Burzum mentioned in this film. Burzum yeah. means darkness in the black speech of Mordor. They thought of everything. Whereas yeah. people were turning these into fabulous band names at the time of seeing Lord of the Rings, we were like horrible late teenage boys. So we had a great time doing the two tricks you can play on your friends based on those films. If you are boys that are mean to each other and also nerdy enough to be really into Lord of the Rings, you play two games. You can have the wet hand of Saruman, which is after you've been to the toilet, you don't dry your hands <laughs> after you've washed them and just wipe it on your friend's face. The wet hand of Saruman or the hot hand of Sauron, which is when you... Oh, yeah. You, you make a very kind offer, Ben. You offer to make the tea, and then you leave the teaspoon in there until it's real hot, and then you burn your friend with it when you come back into the room. It's the horrible. hot hand of Sauron himself. Yeah. These are really niche tricks, though, aren't they? Were they yeah. just exclusive to you? There's exclusive no... to me, my friends. This just wasn't widespread or anything. Now, now we've just... got a platform. Try it amongst yourselves, friends. Have a Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, weekend <laughs> wet hand all together. Of and give people the wet hand the of Saruman and the hot hand of Sauron. The hot hand of Sauron. Sauron didn't have any hands by the end, though, did he? Yeah, he'd certainly lost a finger before the series even began. But I guess he could grow it back. <laughs> if he got that ring back, he could do all sorts of things. Spoilers for Lord of the Rings, he doesn't. Um... <laughs> Why didn't you call it the hot eye? Because <laughs> you don't burn them with your eye. You have to use a spoon in your hand. Yeah, because it would the spoon would be the eye. The hot, the that hot is horrible. When someone puts a hot spoon on you, it's horrific. It's like, shocking. I've, I've screamed. I've screamed. It's shockingly unexpected, isn't it? It's horrible. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I, someone's done it on my neck before. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> didn't enjoy spoon. that. Yeah, the hot hand of <laughs> the hot hand of Saruman. In, Got you. In, oh. it, it, that was in response to one of my favourite pranks of all time, which I probably told you before, Andy. But I'm going to say it again, I'm afraid. I once made a perfect Starburst sweet out of Dog shit. Baby Bell wax. It was perfect. I mean, it was the perfect size and shape. I even did all the ridges with a little ballpoint pen. I wrapped it up perfectly, put it back in the wrapper and offered it to somebody. Would you like a Starburst? There's a red one on top. And they went, oh, yeah. Opened it. It was baby bell wax that just turned to mush in their mouth. Got him. That's so long of a process. Yeah. It was worth it. Impressive it, commitment. As far as I remember, it was only two baby bell waxes were needed. So it wasn't like I was there saving it up for, for weeks on end. <laughs> sure, to be, sure, sure. To be fair, it went nice. Like you did a genuine prank. My head first went to, you know, the, the best prank ever. I've done some sort of registered them as a sex offender. I don't know. <laughs> you try to get me sectioned. <laughs> if you section me, I'll section you so hard. <laughs> what <a> time? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best uh, one to do okay. but yeah I, I can't offer but on veering <laughs> wildly back towards the topic um, I can't offer a favourite band of metal I feel I'm completely out 
outclassed by the two areas of expertise that you both bring to this. So, but I feel like yeah. whatever you say, you could say any word, and I'd yeah, literally, <laughs> you like, could say anything. Really they even make fun of that in the film, though, don't they? When they're at the crates and they're kind of riffing off of like, what bands do you like? And you get like a flavor of that kind of metal elitism that happens when you're kind of like mm. eyeballing people going through like yeah it's that classic well, what look- thing of like judging people based oh. on like what they've picked up what are you looking at gross yeah Hanson. poison Hanson. get out of here oh i do like poison, poison. Oh. Um, <laughs> they love poison um, yeah, like, they made yeah. fun of it in the film though didn't they i know i know but exactly i'm fuming about that um but yeah they do. There is a bit of that po- poking fun at the elitism as well. Um, and also the representation of metal fans. And it, it kind of is a bit more realistic in this. We've obviously already discussed the fact that like metal fans and metal kids are always like bullies in 80s movies, which was kind of odd. Never the it? middle, either bullies or bullied. Yeah, never the middle, but mostly yeah. bullies, which is like, that's right, I listen to metal and I'm going to bully everyone. Uh, that's Bulk and Skull, isn't it? That's They've brought that stereotype from the rest of the world. Vulcan Skull, they love metal and they've got a, n- a never ending, they got a TARDIS of a backpack that they can bring a whole baguette out of. <laughs> poor, poor Vulcan Skull. I mean, to be honest, commitment to being bullies. I think I've mentioned this before. They managed to bully a larger group of yep. really athletic oh. high achievers. Real, really athletic kung fu experts. <laughs> yeah. Even the nerdy one. Is <laughs> is quite a, an athletic, tall, handsome man. He just has glasses that make him the nerd. Some sort of nerd because he's got glasses on. Jesus. Um, okay, so this film, I guess we should get into into the plot of this movie. Um, so we get a little bit of a backstory for Brody, the main character. He, um, his dad died, and then pretty much immediately his mother got institutionalized. And she got like a didn't they say she went on a meth binge? Uh, Crystal meth off binge. Santa and tried to suck there. off a Santa Claus. Oh, in a shopping mall. Deathgasm is a Christmas film, then. If that's the case. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Um, yeah it's got Santa in it, so yeah, Santa is mentioned, and in her mugshot, she's holding a Santa hat. So must have gone marginally well then, unless she just stole it. Yeah, possibly. She's and then completely <laughs> naked in a mug in a mugshot as well. Oh. Was and she? essentially Which is covered up by like the number or what have you, but like she's standing there naked, like giving him the finger. Oh, I didn't even oh. notice that. Oh, and essentially this is the story of Fresh Prince of Bel Air gets sent to live with his auntie and uncle in Grey Point. Which um, is New Zealand's Bel Air. Which is New Zealand's Bel Air, and it's with his uncle Albert, not Uncle Albert from Only Falls and Horses. Um, just a different Albert, just the same name. Uh, incredibly religious um, <laughs> couple of of people for him to go and live with, and you know we knew that they were going to be all repressed sexually. When in truth, they've got some scary stuff in their bedroom, and of course that happened. Um, so yeah, essentially Brody turns up with his amp and his guitar and his posters and his and all of all of his metal paraphernalia. And obviously there's a bit of a clash instantly with Uncle Albert, his strict Christian beliefs, and also the cousin whose name is David. He's like the most basic normal person ever, right? Yeah, he just yeah. looks like a guy. 
Yeah, there were at least four of these people who just looked like a guy in this film because I couldn't yeah, even remember David. who David was supposed to be. Just man. He he is like the when you start making a custom character on a computer game and it's the the default setting. Yeah. Default, default David. Default David. <laughs> Bit like your favorite character from 28 weeks later Ben. Remember him, man? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> he was great. I'll tell you what, justice for man. <laughs> he was awesome. He's with them for most of the film. (laughs) He is. Never give him a name or a reason. And when he died, free. (laughs) Boom, the bell told. Boom, the bell told three times for man. Um, (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Yeah, that's David for you, though. I love, like, David's arc in this film. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, and then Brody, he immediately makes friends with Dion and Giles. Dion is like the D&D kid who's getting like a dice or a die, as he says, being jammed Shoved up his nose. nose. Um, and Giles is the other one. <laughs> Dion, though, has got the look of a guy, like a sort of, uh, I guess, a, a bit of sl- a slim, weedy guy with glasses. And there is a meme which says, if you're... if if." If you're watching a hardcore band and their lead guitarist looks like this, you're going to die. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? And usually it's... they're wearing those like long shorts and they have those like skater socks that's pulled really high up and they've yeah. got that little cap on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like if you're like matching with these characters that you meet, naturally leaning into, you could draw in a picture of draw the keyboard player, draw the drummer. It's these two guys, right? I love that they got a keyboard player though. Distinctly underrated when a band. You need to get a keyboard in there. It's good times. Add some. Yeah, I extra. agree. A keytar, maybe I could get behind. Oh, a, a keytar is like the next level, especially an eighties hair metal band. I imagine. Mm. In school of rock, the best member of the band was that guy on the keyboard. I can't even remember. The glasses guy. Glasses Naturally. guy. Glasses guy, you have to be glasses guy. It's always glasses guy. Um, you need glasses. Yeah. You need good eyes to seal them keys, I guess. It's true. It's true. There's loads, and he's always he's the one who's always saying he's not cool enough. And then that's when Jack Black says, "Shut up, Mr. Keys. <laughs> Get Mr. Keys. Get in the band." Um, yeah. So he makes friends with them immediately, but it's almost like he's making friends with them initially. Um, just like out of default, really, isn't he? Just, he, he like he's nice to he's nice to them after they're getting bullied, and then he they say, "Hey, do you want to go and do something really cool?" And they're mm. sitting there, and they get like a lovely bit of D and D, and straight from, "Oh, that's bullshit!" And it's like, "Well, I'm the DM. I get to choose what happens." Now you being your dead body is being fucked by by goblins, and then <laughs> horror Again. upon horrors, they get buddy soaked in piss, don't they? Super oh, soakers that's... full of piss. Now that's a prank. That commits all the way. It's not baby bells wrapped up. It's gone away. <laughs> That's how That's you give people the wet hand of Saruman. Just upgrade it to piss if you're really horrible. Full of piss. How do you react in a public place as well? All the way. It's not on, is it? It's, I'm fuming about that. Like when you're at a festival and and you get piss the, on you, and you get you piss on you. The inevitable. I've had it, and it's still been warm. Yeah. Or someone's pissed into a bottle and they've chucked it in I'm the crowd. Right I'm grateful for that. I've seen those <laughs> bottles flying from near the back of a crowd. It was download maybe like 2007. I think it was the year that Metallica headlined anyway. And I saw 
like someone over at the back of the crowd. We were just taking it easy. We were, you know, a heavy day, second day in, sitting on the hill at the back, getting ready to listen to Metallica's set. And I just saw someone finishing, you know, they're just dabbing the end off, finishing their piss bottle, and then literally like, left the dabbing lid off the as end. well. Dabbing so it could go across, off. go across like like a comet it was. And he just wazzed it. I mean, incredible arm on the guy. Um, <laughs> but sailing over a crowd of what ten thousand people just streaming piss. But at least he wasn't dehydrated because then the piss smelled worse. Yeah. Oh, this guy had been hydrating. It was a Yeah, he'd been on the on the beers all day, right? So yeah. nice hydrated urine. If you're gonna get done. Yeah. You know. So if you're an original prankster, you want to do something, you want to go easy on the waters. Get your diuretics in you for the day before you want to fill up your super. Yeah, really dehydrate yourself. Make it worth it. Like treacle. Yeah, you um, want it to look like Lucasade when it comes out. Poorly flavored Lucasade, but not fizzy, obviously, because that would be indicative of a bigger problem. I think. Well, you could fizz it up if you wanted. If you if you own a soda stream, (laughs) whack it in the soda stream. Put a Barocca in there. Exactly. It, no one would know any difference. If you could like loosely screw the cap on, throw it so it hits the floor, and you know when it takes off like a rocket. Oh, kaboom! Like I've elevated this. Download next year. Us three, <laughs> a bottle of piss, some Barocca. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. No, download next year. Right. We've right, got everybody. so many plans for next year. <laughs> we're we're pivoting away from horror movies now. Call us the piss professors. See you at download. The original piss pranksters. The original piss pranksters. <laughs> Your number one podcast source for all piss-related pranks. <laughs> so they've obviously peed into the super soakers, uh, sprayed these guys. I mean, it's out of order, really, isn't it? But you know what happens. Oh, um, the, the basic David is a fool. Like, even if he's like this cousin who you're immediately making enemies with, Lives at your house. If I was him, I'd be going straight back to my house, soaked in piss. I would have rolled in his bed. Also, yeah. if you if you suspect someone of worshiping Satan, are you really going to piss on them? That's yeah. true. It's like the same things when they, they. I think the bullies are like, "Oh, and your mom's a psycho," and like, ah. yeah, but we're like related, so it's all in the bloodline, mate. I want to kill you. you. Know I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is your family. So what? So you think I worship Satan, and you know that I'm related to crazy. So why are you? Yeah. Don't poke <laughs> the bear. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, that's literally what happens, though, isn't it? Because then he gets so <laughs> he feels so powerless that he then non-consensually with the rest of his band. It was a non-consensual demonic summoning, wasn't it? Because only Didn't he was that that that's court, what was happening. Mm. Non-consensual. Because nobody else. Court. Yeah, they could say I was basically hoodwinked. You no, know. hoodwinked. Uh, yeah, that's a nice way to say. Well, Huckster has come and has come along here and tricked me into this. Not when I was tricked into on. a demonic summoning without my it. knowledge or consent. I reckon you be you should be allowed to take that back, return it. Yeah, for sure. Brody gets his eyes on Medina at one point as well. He sees her and he goes, oh, bloody hell, I won't mind myself getting involved with that. Um, And then Dion or Giles says, no chance, mate. People like you, metalheads, got no chance. I get with Medina. She hangs out with the most basic boy in town. Yeah, it's not hard to top basic David, is it? 
She's going out of basic David, and he his idea of foreplay is talking about who he's going to bully. I really and like she's this, like, though. it doesn't turn me on when you talk about bullying. And I was like, that's my bitch right here. Yes, Medina. Yeah, like, I, it, because actually, you talked about how genuine this film is. You know what? Like, it's so often, it's like a bugbear of mine when we watch typical American high school things where the bullies are, it's one, one of two things. Either they would be immediately told to fuck off and be headbutted in the face in, in a UK public school, or people wouldn't like them because you're such a psychotic bully that no one would want anything to do with you. You would be the kid <laughs> with your classroom assistant sat next to you the whole time. Yeah, um, and like Stephen King bullies who are like one step away from just murdering people. <laughs> yeah, And of course, Stephen King had adaptations of the 80s as well. They're all 35. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so mad. They've been held back 20 years. Um, so yeah, Brody goes to there's like a, a record store, um, and this is where he meets um Zach. Zach spelt with two K's, and I knew a guy who spelt his name Zach with two K's, and it was always Zach with one K throughout school. And as we got became teenagers, he started spelling spelling it with two K's. And I even in my head, even in my like 17-year-old head, I was like, one day he's gonna go back to just one K. And he has. So, you know, oh, he has. He has. He's gone back to 1K. <laughs> now he's a CH it. and he's an accountant. <laughs> he's a Zachary. Um, so yeah, he's not Zach. living his best authentic Palmer Violets life, is he? No, he's not. No, he's not. Get some Palmer Violets down your neck. Um, so yeah, the, Zach is is one of the more sort of like metal elitist type type of guys. Um, but they get him in to form a band because he plays bass. Um, Dion on the keyboards, Giles on the drums. Um, Brody playing guitar and Zach on bass, and they'd have a little back and forth about what they're going to call themselves. Um, what what have we got? Maggot sperm is one. Yeah. We've got thirteen S's. I, <laughs> yeah, really yeah, like, yeah. I really like that name. <laughs> I did I like because that. there's some really pigs. fucking dumb band names out there, and I actually pigs pigs, pigs 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 pigs. Yeah, I mean that's basically <laughs> what I'm thinking of when I think of when I think of yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a whole hilarious world that I feel I've been missing out on because I loved and how many pigs great. in that title? Pigs times seven, I think, isn't it? I've got no pig. idea. Or like think... even even you could say crosses, which is just crosses and not a yeah. name that says crosses. And I'm sure you uh, have you ever written an article about them and you're like, how the hell do I write this down? I have actually, yeah. I did a roundup for 2022 yeah. of best my best albums of the year, according to me. Um, and technically it was an EP, but you have to write, you have to do the symbol, and then you have to write crosses in brackets. That's the correct yeah. way to do it. There's no style like, guide for this, on? there's no brand guidelines or anything. So, for God's sake, Chino, uh, just think of off. like you and Prince having a little think about what you want to do. It reminds you of the yeah. Superhands album with, oh, we're calling ourselves various artists to fuck off people <laughs> with iPods. <laughs> to fuck with the iPods crowd. Brilliant. Danny Dyer's chocolate. Um, yeah there's loads of ridiculous ones and then they settle on deathgasm which i'm surprised isn't taken in any way is it taken i don't know what like real life bands yeah probably it's pretty good isn't it yeah probably bands are still working their way through return of the king they haven't quite ended that yet they got in just in time (laughs) 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to the Grey Havens. They're like, ah, oh, no, they've got him with Deathgasm while we're still focused on these books. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and they play some songs. I mean, they are kind of shit, aren't they? But, you know, they, they get better. They know it as well, don't they? They do make a little music video in the woods, which you got to do. This was like... That was fun. Yeah, that was a fun little that bit was of making fun. music video. Don't you love the way that Dion and Giles get it just a bit wrong? They go like dad metal and we get some kind of Angus type of acdc yeah. vibe and we get like a kiss cat man type of vibe. oh yeah of course <laughs> they're the only two that have just been like oh metal um okay acdc and kiss like there's always one though in a band in there for like a lot of people are on the same level and then there's always one that turns up i'm getting like wes borland from limp biscuit vibes where he just turns yeah up they just again. go all the way <laughs> what are we we're wearing? wearing white t-shirts and baseball caps wes. i'm gonna dress in head to toe black vinyl <laughs> I'm gonna have... oh my god i love that i wish there's a story about that we filmed we've turned up to film the rolling video all oh, my clothes are dirty what have i got left in the wardrobe i really need to put a wash on all my friends did come round to my house one day in a suit purely for that reason say all oh, with the clothes are dirty <laughs> oh. so cute <laughs> uh uh, what what's next? What is so, the next bit? Um, um, I guess that it's it's time for the ice cream date, right? So they've they've been rehearsing, they've been yeah. filming the videos, and then um, wait, did, just... did they? I, I think before that happened, before the ice cream date, I think they do. Um, they break into Zach, Ricky Dagger's in, house. That's right, that's yeah, right. Ricky Dagger's. So Zach convinces Brody to explore an abandoned house in search of a legendary metal musician named Ricky Dagger's. Um, and yeah, they stumble upon Ricky Daggers. He's just trying to have a kip, you know, just let Ricky him sleep. Ricky Daggers has got this real like Iggy Pop slash kind of Alice Cooper type vibe. <laughs> yeah. All he's trying to do is sleep in a hovel on a mattress. Hugging his record hugging a to record. his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my record. How did they find out at Ricky Daggers? So they've got like some sort of... Um... It's been outed. Oh, in, it was like, on a magazine. website. It was on a website, was it? It was on a four yeah. chan. It was on a four chan board. Yeah, he was outed. Um. Yeah. So they basically pick up the record, and then Ricky Daggers wakes up, ready to take it to them, baseball bat across, style. Um. But then, what does he do? Just tell him to take it. He's like, here. You are. Then. Yeah, because um, they're on to them, right? So someone's yeah, the telling. occultists break in, and he's yeah, like, "Oh right. my god, they know where I am," and he's like, "Take it, run." And then they play it and it's a, they've been Rick rolled. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Happens to the yeah. best of us. Some fucking Rick Astley record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, these are some of the really funny bits of this film. Like it's so. <laughs> oh yeah. But Especially the thing is, this... is, they even make a big deal about it. It's just a throwaway joke. Yeah. That's it. You never, like, that's what I really like about this film. It never slows down. Like you said, Emma, they don't like stop and wait for you to get the joke they throw something like that out, and then they're rolling straight on with the thing and i think it makes for a more efficient film it makes it really enjoyable do you know what i think that is though i think it's twofold why it feels so natural number one because jason lee howden actually is a metalhead actually from the metal scene and actually wrote this himself like drunk in one weekend so like he is in complete control and there's like a, a self-assuredness and a relaxedness to the script that i think you can tell that it's just like a natural, yeah, almost like semi-autobiographical thing. And the other thing is it's fucking New Zealand, isn't it? So they're quite similar to us in their humour, mm. I think, where yeah, it is yeah, just definitely. kind of 
casual whereas if it had been American there would almost be that kind of look at the camera moment where they're like oh we've done a funny I find, really yeah I find that similarly with like um, films from New Zealand Australia I found it the same with um, Talk to Me earlier this year um, yeah just that yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. even that like uh, in saying this, sorry, American listeners, I'm not saying that films from your country are not very funny. They are. There's some great it's comedy. It's just different that comes humor, the though, US, isn't it? But, it's just different humor. Yeah, for our, for us, I think Austra- things from Australia and New Zealand, it does feel different enough. They have some differences, but it does feel a lot more similar to just what is comfortable and natural to our, just the way that we are. It's like deadpan, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a deadpan, dry, understated kind of mm. yeah. type of a humour. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's good. And obviously, um, Vardin, the leader of the cult, has definitely um, got some good moments as well. He's a funny guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that decapitation so we... moment stands out <laughs> in my mind. It's so, yeah. so good. Yeah, so, I was a bit like, like it's your own fault, if anything. A cultist comes and finding the the record gone, they kill the the musician that's been outed. What's his name again? Something Ricky Dagger. Daggers. Ricky Dagger. So Ricky Daggers gets gets the two killed. K's. <laughs> Double two K's. Um, so yeah, Ricky Daggers gets killed, and then when he goes back, the sort of cultist reveals to the leader that he's been that he's failed in his mission, and I just love these uh, like masked sort of dog head demon headed. <laughs> like zit zealots that come out and just chop his head off. He's like, "That's a custom made carpet, you idiots! Do it again!" And they're like having to pick this guy up and like, <laughs> uh, like hold his head back on while they pretend to chop it off again after they put a tarp down. It's like, perfect. <laughs> I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy the awkward flourish as well as he lets the head drop and then kind of is like, "Ta-da!" <laughs> he's so because yeah. it looks naff and you think he's going to react badly, but he's like, "That's actually Good. great." I like it. Well done. Um, so yeah, um, so it's the cult of seek- seeking the black hymn, an ancient piece of sheet music capable of summoning demons. Um, and that is basically what is inside the album. Isn't it? Is it just like in the album sleeve or something? Just like the actual yeah, sheet so. music? Yeah, the actual sheet music's there. And that is when um, Zach basically suggests that they, that Deathgasm play it, which they do. And things kick off obviously uncle albert is not happy about it he's like stop it stop stop the playing that devil worship of music i bloody love jesus but then he gets horrible bloody eyes feels right poorly for a second when they start playing the song and the band start to sort of zone out a little bit but um brody yeah. kind of he fucks it up right so it doesn't complete playing because he's yeah. a bit he's a bit rusty playing the guitar yeah and i think zach does accuse him i thought you're supposed to be good mate he does kind of like put him in, in on the spot in the first practice and goes, shred then, shred, shred. Oh, God. Please. I also think like he's got a chain as his bass guitar strap. And I just think, wouldn't that hurt so badly? Oh, I didn't even notice that. That'd be a shoulder. Yeah. That would That's hurt. How so, bad you want some, you want some padding on there. I know you're hardcore and everything, but, Doesn't need you know. It. Maybe keep yeah. it for performing only and have a lovely soft one for, for, for rehearsal. practice. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Um, it's weird, though. It's because as a character, Zach, I don't know where we're supposed to stand with him because 
you could have written him completely different and he'd been a total complete douchebag because of obviously what he does in terms of um Medina. But I don't know, it, it almost feels like he gets a bit of a redemption as well. Yeah, but... he's your classic redemption arc character, isn't he? Like he yeah. has he has to die because he's not a good person, but mm. in dying redeems yeah, himself. Okay. I got to die in order to redeem it's myself. It's kind of nice though to have like a flawed character because from the very beginning, he's not. You know, we have antagonist characters. We have basic bitch David, and we have, you know, the the family that don't really don't really care for Brody. They are friends. He gives him, he gives him shit, and he's a bit of a metal elitist. And then as the story progresses, he does kind of break his, you know, his his oath of friendship that he makes and. Brotherhood of Steel. Out, the Brotherhood of Steel. But it's almost like a possessive friendship, though, isn't it? Because he's taking notes that people are passing and he's kind of like really possessive of Brody. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is, like he's a friend that definitely takes more than he maybe puts into it. But it, I don't think, like, Zach is, I think, a good, complicated character who probably doesn't think of himself as a bad friend or like, yeah, he's a yeah, because his justification for hooking up with Medina is like I didn't even like her. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. To, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, it's like to me. well, I didn't even like her. I did. You say something like I was bored or something like that as well. Yeah, yeah I was bored. Yeah, it's like wow, that's so, so much worse. So yeah, let's yeah. let's get to the relationship. I don't want to miss the the subject of Emma's background here. So I think it's after they've shot the video, and I think maybe they've had their first attempt at playing the song, but things haven't kicked off just yet. Um, Medina having seen Brody's drawings of the teacher being violated by demon penises at school she's been a little entertained by him and she's picked up his drawing and she meets him outside the shop and asks if they want to go for an ice cream get a lovely cute little scene of them sitting on the bench together very good awkward teen dialogue right she is so persistent bless her like she's got so much patience (laughs) Because he's like a really this tough is such nut a, to crack. This is such an iconic like image that I'd seen it loads before and just thought it was for an advert or something. I never ever thought it was like from a film. People um, do this as Halloween. They actually dress up as the two. That's cool. That's oh, a good character choice. Uh, another upside down cross on the forehead. Uh, we recently saw that in The Exorcist Believer when it just inexplicably appeared on the head. Of one of the possessed girls, and they're like, "What's, what's evil?" Different, <laughs> different time that round though. Whereas those those little girls in Exorcist Believer, ever so rude when you've got a cross on your head upside down. Yeah, Brody. Um, Brody still ever so polite when so he's got it on. So sweet, wholesome boy. Mm-hmm. This scene's also really good because it, it allows him to explain the appeal of metal to people that might not be interested. And I think that's part of what you were saying um, about the film being accessible to people Mm. who aren't necessarily in the scene. They can laugh at it from the outside, but they can also be included because he's kind of explaining from an insider's perspective why so many people gravitate towards the music. And I think that was quite sweet. I liked that. And I love the scenes they both get. Earlier on, we've seen Brody when he's listening to his music, imagining standing on a mountaintop heavy metal style with like two scantily clad women at either side of his arms and he's like lasers one of their bras off with his eye lasers <laughs> and you know just standing this is on, my on fantasy playing a Get thing rid of the bras 
and um, and then later on when he in as part of this conversation lends Medina some some metal music and then when we see her in a scene or so's time listening to it and she imagines herself on a mountain top like spinning an axe around it's like the it's like Man of War, a Man of War album cover, isn't it? What you've got going on in the background, um, <laughs> which is great. Uh, if that was a genre of metal, subgenre, battle metal, is that right? <laughs> Something like that. Probably. <laughs> so yeah. much Googling to do when we're finished. Battle reenactment metal. Oh, yeah. LARP That'd metal. LARP metal. LARP- LARPing, yeah. Oh, have you invented a new exists. genre? It definitely exists. It definitely, it all it already exists. Shall I Google it? Because I bet it yeah, does please exist. please do. Google it. While you're Googling uh, that, I mean, we've mentioned it by name a couple of times now. Have you seen the film of that name, Heavy Metal, based on the magazine of the same Oh, name? yeah, what, the animated one? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Or I've definitely seen parts of it, but I've never seen it. But you watched it not so long ago, right? No, I haven't seen it. I've been to watch, oh, I've been meaning to watch it for ages. Maybe now's the time. I think it came up in a conversation on the podcast and we were like, we should probably watch that. Because there's Heavy Metal 2000 as well, isn't there? Is there another one? Mm. Right, better get over it, better get onto it. So, Emma, can you confirm, is LARP Metal a thing? Look, okay, I don't know what (laughs) I've found. (laughs) Wizard Core and LARP Rock. I don't know what I've found. I don't know. I think it's like one band. I don't know. I don't want to delve too deeply into it. Because we all That's know what happens. The Balrog of subgenres will emerge if I delve too deeply. <laughs> the Balrog. Oh. Oh, loads of things to Google later. Okay, so. Um, so at at this of, point, um... so Medina's. Sorry, sorry, Andy. I'll say Medina's like almost wants to lean in for a kiss with Brody as well. But again. Oh, yeah, a bit... there's a moment. There's yeah. one of those moments with the looking down at the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ooh. he's like. It's yeah, shy. Such a shy. He's a bit boy. shy, or maybe he's, he's a bit a shy like... boy. He's he's quite shy, and I think he's quite intimidated because she's quite forward in these bits. Oh, he's thinking of getting a tattoo. Maybe just here, and she kind of pulls the top down a bit. Oh yeah. Or then maybe just here on the upper thigh. She does. It's so cute because he won't look. Yeah, he's such a polite boy, not like those exorcist kids at all. Yeah. <laughs> Never like them. Um. Yeah, that's kind of like how that plays out, though, isn't it? Um. And after that, he gets the shit that... beaten out of him by Basic oh, David. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Basic David and his cronies, <laughs> the weediest little mate. There's always little weed baits, and they're involved in this. Yeah, they hang around with the Basic Davids of the world to give themselves yeah. secondhand See, power, gonna... and then they become police officers for their yeah. job later on. You're kidding yourself, Brody. What you should have done was hurt the weedy mate as badly as you can. Straight away, escalate Great. it to twelve. Karate chop in the throat. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So he gets beaten up and goes home, all sad as you would if you'd just been beaten up. And he's missed. Um, um, while he's been busy being beaten up, Medina has bought a note and left it with Zach. One of my favourites. I laughed out loud at this moment as well, where he's he's like he's stealing. He's like siphoning petrol out of a car. He's like, oh, yeah. he's stealing petrol. He goes, no, it's diesel. I'm stealing diesel. And he has like a little tin that says diesel only. And it's just, don't you feel, and then it just, it layers upon layers of comedy. And it's like, well, don't you feel bad? He's like, no. And then it pans out and we see that he's siphoning diesel out of an ambulance. 
Yeah. A St. John's ambulance too, so yeah. it's voluntary. Oh no. Yeah, it's Zach. even worse. Yeah. Um he's a bad bloke and she says, Here's a note for you. Don't read it. It's for it's for Brody. And he mm-hmm. reads it immediately. It says, Meet me in the park at nine, kiss, kiss. Do you like me? Circle yes, no. Um Oh my god, did it have that? <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> I wish. Have you lovely. ever given one of those notes? Oh, if I have, I blocked that from my memory because I can't too imagine scared, it went scared, I'm not married to a person it must have been a no then if you yeah. blocked it yeah either didn't happen and everything's fine I, I, I know almost certainly it wasn't a thing I would have been too embarrassed and shy to even do that as a, as a teenager at school <laughs> um so yeah, and this is where Zach's like controlling friendship thing comes into it as well because he basically lies to Medina and says he's not even interested in you he said what do you say? Like, leave me alone or something like that. Um, to which Zach sees Medina get all upset. Um, says something about her freezing her tits off. puts a puts a jacket on her, and that is when they they have a kiss. They're macking on. What's just out of order, isn't it? It's just like no, no, Zach. Don't no. betray the Brotherhood of Steel. But it's a no. real turn. It's a heartbreaking yeah. moment. Hmm. Um. After this, Brody's delving deeper into the meaning of the Black Hymn. He discovers its connection to dark forces and the possession. And this is when, like, um, town's residents start to get possessed, isn't it? Or do they have to play it in full first? No, he he de- he decodes it and figures out what the Latin That's means. Right. And then he's like, oh, let's play it again, because he yeah. knows. And then everyone else plays along with him, not yeah. knowing that he is knowingly. Because he's angry at the town. Because he's cross with the world and he just wants to get a bit of power. Yeah, yeah he's had a Forget- black eye. He's had... Well, his earring ripped Medina, out. Is it, oh, that's rough. He gets his earring ripped out. Medina's all of a sudden not talking to him. He doesn't understand Ooh, why. Yeah. It's all going wrong. And basic David went into his room, ripped up all of his metal posters, and ripped up his picture of Brody and his mum. Oh yeah, so yeah. All that's, that stuff got that's, trashed. That is, that Unnecessary. I certainly hope basic David gets his comeuppance at some point. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hope he gets taught a right lesson. So Brody, instead of burning a church down, he's taking it one step further, which is to release this demon who possesses the town's residents, and they start vomiting blood. Not just vomiting, Ben. All over the, you got blood coming out of everything. Oh yeah! Oh my god, the teacher. Yeah, sometimes they shit blood. Yeah. People start laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Are you okay, sir?" I'm like, "He's just shat blood." <laughs> Even if like, he he's not, o- blood, he's not fine. I, I reckon that laugh. answer is self-explanatory. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I'd just fine. be so upset. But I do love that that he turns around. The girl in the front, beautiful blonde girl in a white turtleneck jumper. Yeah. You just know. You <laughs> just <laughs> know what's going to happen. Perfect. Yeah, but people are possessed all over the place. The gutters are running red with blood as they finish playing their practice. But they seem to go to bed and then go to school the next day and everything's fine. Well, they, they sort of pass out a bit as well, don't they? The oh, band. They do. Yeah, they, they have like a fit. Their eyes start rolling back in their heads. They all collapse and start fitting. And then when they wake up, they're obviously like, what the hell happened? And yeah, um, this demonic presence has been released in the town. Um, yeah. Uh, they oh yeah they go to that fortune teller girls well, Abigail. Um, oh yeah, from the record shop. Yeah, yeah, from the record shop, and she kind of like reveals. She does a nice bit of um exposition dumping. 
for for everybody else, doesn't she? But yeah, she also then... acts as like an omen at the beginning, doesn't she? When yeah. there's the meeting, the first meeting between Brody and Zach, she almost has like a premonition in that moment when she's doing the tarot cards, and it's like, oh, this fated meeting's about to happen, which will then. Leave. So she's like almost getting a sense, and that's ha- it's like foreboding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, when they go to her, she kind of talks. She says. The impending merging of Aloth with the most evil human in town will happen at 3 a.m. But is it, and do they respect daylight savings or not? Do they recognize? Do it demons recognize daylight savings? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, so basically, everybody just teams up trying to take down various forms of demon at this point. Uh, so Zach's dad is one of the first ones they they fight because he's got a t-shirt wrapped around his head and then when they take it off they see he's got no eyes and big old pointy teeth and what they... does he say with the eyes in his hands as well is i can see you and then they have to buff him because he works in a garage and he uses the buffer to, <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. like buff his face off yeah um to which like obviously zach is a bit upset but he's like well i had to do what i had to do didn't i we had to we had to kill him um. Yeah, and and then who else? Who else is um Giles? Just... Uh, Giles and David. Like I love. Oh yeah. Is it Giles is it Giles that has the whole cans on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's Dion is Dion, wearing yeah. the Hulk cans, and Giles has a paintball gun. Hulk cans would be good. I also feel like Hulk cans would be good in like a zombie apocalypse because you wouldn't get bitten through the hands at least. Magazines yeah, you're not as do agile that thing... as you'd need to be. I don't know. I like it. You remember in War, World War Z when uh, Brad Pitt taped magazines to his arms to stop himself getting bitten? It's a good idea. Yeah. So Hulk hands and magazines taped to your then arms. Then again, I magazines like aren't what they used to be. They're not the same paper stock. A magazine of the 1990s, those big glossies. You could kill a man with a magazine. You could kill a man with an Argos catalogue, couldn't you, back in those yeah. days? Print media back then as well. The amount of adverts that are in your standard FHM. That was a thick tome. It was like an Encyclopedia Britannica versus the than that even exists anymore. But the wafer thin magazines. You if get you had nowadays. if you had thick magazines lying about, you'd be good. If you had loads of loads of taker breaks, you'd be screwed. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be fucked. Yeah, you need That's something fucked. with a glossy cover. Oh. You need a prestige format, otherwise you'd be done. Yeah, but, so um, that the claws just slip right off of that yeah. that gloss lamination. Then then I get in a purchase on you, really. <laughs> and you'd be disgu- they can't. And you'd be They're just getting you'd, friction burns. You'd be disguised as well if they if they hunted you by like human scent. And they'd be like, oh, it's a magazine rack. The, just open some of the um little free samples of perfume you've got. You've thrown right off. No, that's not them. That's brute <laughs> aquatonic in that direction. Follow the scent of humans. <laughs> or you could throw the Sudoku pages at them, and they'd be like, oh fuck, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. And then you get the zombies' attention later and they're like they're on to you and they're after the aquatonic. And you just open the dupe on your other arm and it's like that sense changed. <laughs> That's like going through the car. It's like going through the car thing in GTA, you lose all your stars. <laughs> get a just, clean, fresh, fresh load of I paint. just rubbed a magazine on myself in there. Hey. Um Yeah. Okay, so now it's just like a series of various battles with demonically possessed people isn't it Medina um, comes out as an action hero so when our other two heroes yeah. are really failing to fight a zombie 
you know, it's got a lot of Shaun of the Dead vibes, isn't it? They're like really mm. sort of limply, like powerlessly, like fighting the zombie, and then Medina just says him and splits the guy's mm. head in half. And I love her little. Oh, I wanted something really cool to say at that bit. She's brilliant. She's so good. She is wicked, isn't she? And that is like, I think that scene is what is that just before the sex toy extravaganza that this film is so well known oh, yeah. for? Yeah. So those yeah. three decide to go to the school. They leave a note. Excellent penmanship from from, from Dion. Dion there. Yeah. Is yeah. it all? Let's hope demons can't read. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, before we get the sex toy bit, oh no, that's sorry, that's after it's after that that we get the strimmer. So we go to oh, yeah. Brody's aunt and uncle's house. Aunt and uncle are possessed, they get trapped in the bedroom. Obviously, we know they're very religious. Oh, look, here's a box, box of church things. It's just labeled church stuff, isn't it? <laughs> church stuff, and in it, there's just like it starts with like, because oh, I think these are rosary beads. <laughs> oh, I had to give him a sniff as well, didn't he? You know, I feel like that always happens. I like it, it when he pulls out that big double-ended dildo and he's like, hangs it in front of Brody's face and he's like, hey, Brody, and he turns around with so his mouth his open <laughs> and it just goes in and he's like, why did you do that? <laughs> Classic dildo prank. Because the first thing you would do is slap someone around the face with it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's the yeah, first you, thing you would do. You say that, but it's got some serious weight to it. You could hurt someone, yeah. You could. You could do the, the wet hand of Sarah. <laughs> the wet schlong of Sarah Man involved. The, the wet schlong of <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or the hot schlong of Sora and you microwave it for a little bit. I bet that retains heat quite well. Oh my or god. Or it melts. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. molten schlong of Sora. <laughs> You're not getting <laughs> You're not getting a refund. From Russell Hobbs, if it's got a melted double ended dildo in it. <laughs> I thought you were implying that Russell Hobbs made. <laughs> they Russell do those delicious self warming dildos that just warm you up from the inside. <laughs> yeah. And they, the of- they come to the boil in under a minute. Yeah. The boil. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. If anything worse. <laughs> uh yeah so they beat the living shit out of some demons with with sex toys we get some good slow-mo shots really? uh, like, um, and it's a it's a fight of two halves that they they get an upper hand but then they get separated um and then they eventually there's a chainsaw that comes into play and basically what i like about that is that it's exploring the actual practicalities of fighting with a chainsaw because he goes out there and he cannot get that fucking thing started mm. and i'm like that is what would happen Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is what would happen. And then they, and, yeah, and then Brody almost gets it in the face, but then they eventually, between Zach, basically gobshagging that... the 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 uncle to death with like a dildo, but he just manages to reach it's just the bit where they're trying to reach it, and he's yeah, just yeah, tapping yeah. the end with his finger and making it wobble around. <laughs> Don't you love that they use that thing like in a film when they'd be reaching out, it would be for the scissors or for the knife or for the gun. Oh, I can just see my salvation. It's just out of reach. But for Zach, it's just basically a dildo that's on the side. It's like, <laughs> I can just reach that dildo. Suction comes to the bedside fine. table and then um, Brody gets, I guess the aunt gets uh, a vibrator in each ear. 
Yeah, she gets a chainsaw to the guts and then all her guts fall out oh, and then yeah. she's walking on them Brutal. and like slipping over them and then from behind she gets two vibrators oh. in her scrambled. In her yeah, she's double penetrated by yeah, when... <laughs> in the ear. And when Zach says to Medina as well, can you pull me off? Yeah. Um, and he meant, just he start, the can, can you start my chainsaws? You please? knew what you were doing, Zach. Come on. He knew it. Um, so yeah, they, they they do that and then they hear, right, we're going to have to fight our way to the school. Let's go. Because the, pa- the pages blow out. So they're going to have to have a little fetch quest mm-hmm. and catch the pages that are blown out of the window. Um, but they do get some better weapons and we get to see, I mean, friend of the show, Alice, you'd have been in this one. There's full frontal male nudity in this one because there's a man. I really appreciate that because I feel like every every single horror film really like enjoys killing its women. And it will be like the sexier, the better. Let's have her be naked, and then this will happen, and that will happen, and it just like, and the men just get like, relatively average deaths, right? Yeah. This one, let's have a dick in the film. Getting and he's wearing off. a t-shirt as well, but just no trousers or pants, which I think very toddler esque of him. <laughs> like, he's Winnie. He's Winnie the Pooh in it. Did he have socks on? <laughs> he's Winnie the. Pooh. <laughs> did he have socks on that would have been really weird oh that it know, makes a man look I weird like a did. chicken yeah and then he just got a weed whacker right to the yeah Willy get, yourself, get yourself strimmed get yourself strimmed manscaped he got yeah. and then they made a joke manscaped's... about whacking off yeah I knew yeah, that like, you'd be good at whacking you're oh, good at like... whacking off guys yeah I, I'm pretty sure actually Ben I mean we're not sponsored by manscaped but based on this knowledge we could be um, I believe one of their bodily hair trimmers is called the Weed Whacker. I'm not sure if that's the nose that's and, true. The nose that's the and ear hair product. Yeah, it might be that one. What's the what's the ball trimmer one called? Oh. Something similar. Oh, obviously this one not but sponsored I always, yet. I did always think that the names of these things by Manscaped sound a bit painful. The Weed Whacker. I'm almost like you don't want anything down there being whacked unless it's consensual don't... and in a safe <laughs> environment with a safe word, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess in that in that circumstance, you're doing it to yourself. So it's you called like sack ripper, weed whacker, <laughs> sack ripper. Oh no, the jewels of death or something like that. It's always it's got horrible names. I'm like, oh, can't this be a bit more? They're not going to sponsor you if you're slagging off their product names. That's See, good. I at least took the time to remember one then. It really is called the Weed Whacker. It is called the Weed Whacker. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Manscaped. We could help you rename your stuff. That's how we would help. Oh, we'll give you a horror variant. So we could have, like, you know, Emma's uh, patented the, the ball ripper. Yeah. And don't forget, I am a copywriter who does yeah. often do naming projects. So there we go. We've got the whole package. Here. The services are available. Whether you need new bodily hair trimming products or piss-related pranks, call this team. We, got we run side. the gamut. Do you know what I mean? And we can do a really killer cover of Umbop with me and yeah. Zach Hansen. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, a beautiful future ahead of us, but there's not a beautiful future right now ahead. Uh, for the people of this small town, absolutely chockers with demons as as we yeah as we speak. So everywhere. they basically do a little montage of getting all of the pages back, right? You know, there's one yeah. where Zach's trying to smoke one of them. Don't do that, Zach. Come, come on. Don't smoke one of the bloody pages, mate. Um, it doesn't even have anything in it. 
Yeah, just paper. Just, just old smoking paper. a roll of piece of paper. What are you, eight paper. years old? <laughs> uh, so they, uh, I'm so like they... daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those, what are those little chocolate sticks called that you used to be able to get? Wrapped They're in... illegal now, aren't they? Uh, well, they literally just called like candy cigarettes. Candy cigarettes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were just called that, weren't they? I used to I sit there and like, pretend I was like a noir detective, like, oh, it's a hard life. Because all the cool people smoke, literally. Everyone who's cool smokes. I'm sorry, but pretending to uh, pretending to smoke and doing that sometimes, like open a drawer, you've got like a bottle of coke in there, and you go, no, close the drawer. I feel I swore I'd never drink again. (laughs) All the cool, I say, all the cool people vape. Everyone loves watching someone smoke. No one cool vapes. Bubble (laughs) bubble gum flavored air. (laughs) It's lovely. Candy I just feel like flavored. I can't take people seriously when they're doing that. Because it usually is like a burly man, isn't it? And he's got like bubblegum vape. Bubblegum yeah. vape, yeah. And then he reveals himself, his true nature. That's true. Yeah, at least I make mean, horrible, at least make horrible flavours of it, isn't it? Yeah, like piss. <laughs> Another yeah. piss from Well, what flavours do you make, mate? Oh, tax reform and piss. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, what, what, what's yours? Dog shit and stomach pain. Oh, okay. Dog, dog shit and stomach IBS. flavor. Inconvenient IBS. IBS. I thought you were going to do a new acronym for it. Then inconvenient <laughs> bowel syndrome. bowel syndrome, which it is. Yeah. It is that inconvenient yeah. for all involved. It can be I've heard. Things. Yeah, I've that's heard, it. So I've heard. Another yeah. line Broccoli of great flavor. products for this team. Hard, hard flavors for for vapes. For badasses. Engine oil. Yeah. Engine oil. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Engine oil. That would en- do it. Engine oil leather. and like surgery with no <laughs> anesthetic. Aged leather. leather. Yeah, yeah. Like what people say red wine tastes like. Oh, it tastes like tobacco and aged leather. It's like, what? That sounds horrible. Face tattoo flavor. <laughs> Face tattoo flavor. Yeah. (laughs) Regret. That's the best one. Um, The delicious taste of regret. What's what's your flavor? I think regret would taste a bit like blueberry, to be honest, if I had to put it. I think regret tastes like tea after you've let it go cold. That's that's the pure taste of regret. Oh, yeah. Ever so tiny. I'd say that's more like melancholy. (laughs) Or you've let it brew for too long. Oh, no. Yeah, too much tannin. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, so they managed to acquire the sheet music. They head to Dagger's house, Ricky Dagger's, uh, to because perform. Because it's got amps and they need amps to That's play true. the music. They need amps to they play need the music. They need to perform the music backwards. Is that what they're doing to kind of like undo yeah. everything? Uh, they made a reference to, um, a, you know, you've got to rob Halford here in relation <laughs> to the Judas Priest backmasking scandal from the satanic panic days yeah. where they thought that some teens had heard the record backwards and they were convinced by secret messages to um, what does that unalive say? themselves. Kill your mum? No, I won't. That's been a What does it say? Buy all of Judas Priest's records now. Oh, well, right that's now. That's the message I got. Right yeah. now. Imagine that, um, like obviously a more compliant time. People heard things coming out of a speaker. They just really do it, wouldn't they? 
Yeah, don't no. question any met suspicious messages that you get through any media. Don't question it. Yeah. Just do it. This is why they all know of this generation that Paul McCartney died and they just happened to get another very <laughs> talented musician to replace him. The Wait, same thing that. happened with Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah. Avril Lavigne. So. Yeah, Avril she Lavigne. died. And the Avril Lavigne we have today is a fake. A replacement. Yeah. Yeah. That was one. It's true. <laughs> Avril. Um, what else then? What happens now? So, oh, uh, there there is a little meeting during this montage between the the uh, the cult that's following along. Um, you know, the man who didn't like his carpet ruined earlier. He gets stitched up by his assistant, doesn't he? Yeah, stabs him in the oh, back, yeah. literally yeah. and figuratively, and then in mm. the throat. Oh, yeah, very nice. Um, so. Um, He's out of the picture, and now she is hoping to basically become the vessel of the demon because she thinks she's the. I mean, to be fair, absolute textbook move. If a guy considers himself to be the most evil and is proclaiming himself to be the most evil, if you stab him in the back, classic Highlander rules. That's you. Exactly. There we go. Um, so yeah, that the cult. Then they capture Deathgasm. Shanna tears apart all the sheets, trying to stop them playing, obviously. And that is when Zach sacrifices himself. Oh, he's, he's already had a little fallout first, though. When they first arrive at the school, it comes out that Zach had been copping off with Medina. Um, they have a fallout, and he's oh, I didn't oh even, yeah, didn't even like you anyway. Bye. See you later. He's like, good luck surviving without me. Yeah, they have a they have a fallout. This is their darkest hour, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he goes off. They get they get captured. Instantly. Um, instantly yeah. captured. But uh Zach does come back and help them escape. And I love this bit now. This is when they're getting ready for the final battle. Where he comes back in, he's got a full face of makeup, he's got all yeah, of the he's weapons. He's got corpse paint and yeah. the two chainsaws. He has a real like Bruce Campbell moment, doesn't he? Yeah. You can really feel like the evil dead spiration coming out it... as he's like leaping around with these two chainsaws, like killing these. Oh, and he does his like spin around, he like yeah. jumps on a tire to get some air. Fucking and, like, awesome. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If I was like five years old, I'd be playing that game <laughs> in the playground. So I'd be like, good. oh, I've got chainsaws and you're all possessed. Yeah, Everyone running at me. You're being shot. <laughs> But and I love the jumping bit off of walls and like when Medina challenges. Oh, so, so you've come to save us, but before you did that, you put on a full face of makeup. How oh, long yeah. did that take? Like five, that. ten minutes. Like a fair point. Um, so in they go for the final battle. They're doing it, they're mincing the way through the zombies, they're coming up on top. Um, unfortunately, everybody, there's no war without sacrifice, and we do lose a couple of soldiers here. So yeah. what happens to so Giles... Giles gets his arms pulled off and then it's like he gets beaten, beaten to, death. to death with his own arms. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens? Humiliating. Theon's head gets ripped off and his whole yeah. spinal column gets pulled out. That's how you get Sub Zero, doesn't he? Original <laughs> recipe fatality. Original <laughs> recipe. Um, so you know we have. We have Zach, we have Medina, we have Brody left. Um, mm. Just the leader, so Shanna of the cultists, all the others have been got, and she's kind of cowering in the corner. But mm. then it's 3am, not daylight savings. Demons have gone straight down the line on this one. 
and the spirit of the demon starts to come down. It does start going into Shanna, she thinks, right, better strip naked for this. Um, yeah, because you want to be bare-breasted for when it happens, you know. Yeah, you want you want a, a demon soul coming. Well, you maybe want the full she experience. Thought, she might be thinking, what if I'm not quite the naughtiest person here? What's going to be, what's going to tip it over the edge? Be nude in a in a school building, probably. That's oh yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, that's like Bart Simpson spitting over the edge of the escalator, right? That's what's going to quench it. Um, <laughs> and and the the demon starts getting into. We get some electricity, but then she does get a stab in. One of the swords comes out of her, and Zach, oh, you save the day. The day is saved. The host of the demon has been. Wait a minute. Dispatched into him now. Yeah. And then we see him go full demon. This is great, and obviously the make the makeup effects of this. Um, yeah, this yeah. is really cool. Yeah, this is like the demon from Dave Grohl is a demon in the tribute Tenacious D music video, but times ten in terms of actually Tim Curry in Legend. I was thinking, yes, yeah, yes, very nice. smaller horns, less of a Hollywood, but le- less less luster on those horns, but it's very yeah. scary. The same neck thickness, I would say. Less yeah. sex appeal. I'm just going to say, oh, yeah. Tim oh, Curry yeah, was an absolute snack in that film. That's Anyone who chooses Tom Cruise over Tim Curry is cheating themselves out of a good time. I, I mean, all you have to do that. is watch Fern Gully to know what you're in for with Tim Curry as, you know, the slime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. All day long. But yeah, he... He's like final boss vibes of Zach, isn't it? He's like yeah. teleporting all over the place. He's turning into blue lightning, kicking him across the rooms. He's like knocking him out left, right, and center, like sending him flying across the thing. They've got they've got no hope. And Brody starts to try and play the song backwards, but he um it, it's not working. He's been knocked out. He's been horned. He's been stabbed, and he's about to kill Medina with an axe when Brody takes a little bit of inspiration. He, doesn't play the hymn backwards. What he plays is he does a little bit of shredding that reminds Zach of their friendship. A little piece I like to call my friend Zach. Yeah, a <laughs> bit of steel. Yeah. Uh, so he, he plays the music and then the demon temporarily retreats from Zach's body. Um, that, and that's when Zach urges Brody to kill him to prevent the resurrection. How does he kill him? With one of the razor blade blade necklace. Oh yeah, Jesus. Slices his throat. So Zach sacrifices himself to save his friend, save the town. Um, and his his redemption arc is complete. And then we just move forward to two months later. I love it how it's written in like a really over-the-top metal poster font and it does it in a subtitle underneath it. Two months later. (laughs) Yeah. When Um, your title card needs a subtitle. Um, and then the house for the, of the aunt and uncle is up for sale. Um, and we just got our, our heroes. So Brody and Medina just hanging out in bed, getting ready. Copping off, mate. Yeah, they are. They've been doing some smooching. They've been copping off. I mean, she has taken up smoking. I'm not going to not gonna pay that and out. And she's but... gone full metal as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate because it really bothers me when like metal guys are like, always after the like cheerleader type because then like metal girls like where's all the metal boys at do you know what i mean you don't, you don't want to get together with a normie do you no 
So I'm glad that she converted. Oh, default Dave. Yeah, if you don't want to get together with fucking default Dave, you don't. Well, when all the metalheads are going after the cheerleaders, what are you going to do? I feel like this is a nice parallel, though, because this is almost the opposite of the end of The Breakfast Club, right? Where the the cool alternative girl becomes basically, by the oh, following no. Monday, has become like absolute Sacrilege. default Dave. Yeah. The same thing happens in so sad. The Faculty. Do you remember like oh, that? Yes. Do you remember? Stokely. Does she Stokely. like... She goes, not only does she not, she becomes, goes from alternative to normie, she like goes from being a lesbian to straight. She, was, she wasn't a lesbian, though. Oh, she wasn't was pretending, wasn't she? So she pretended to no, no, up with Usher. I think that they were just like, oh, you're a lesbian just because she had uh, short hair and was alternative. And as a short haired alternative, uh, I can verify oh, yeah. that um, that does happen. Yeah, people just go. I'm not mad about it though. Let people guess. But what, but what I was saying, it felt like that that tr- that was supposed to be like, oh, it's a happy ending. Someone whose alternative has become normal. Thank God. In like the faculty. Yeah. When has she gone out? Pop out and buy some pink cardigans. At least Medina's had a couple <laughs> of months. To she still has blonde hair, but has like. Slightly darker blonde hair. Yeah, she's got the like under. Uh, okay. Black the black sh- stripes. Yeah, it's taken up. Um, it's taken up punching a few darts from time she's to time. She's got a tattoo. Yeah, of herself got on her and own arm, which and it's like, healed up go nicely. Off. Respect. Yeah. I love respect. I guess if you've gone, I guess if you've gone through a situation like she has, you might fancy a cigarette, and you'd be well, but well entitled to get a tattoo of yourself. Like she's literally killed people. And seen yeah. a demon. I've just so. realised taking up killing people in a excitement to get to weed whacking and talking about um, sex toy murders. We missed the ultimate fate of Basic David. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great death. So as we get to the end of the scene with the aunt and uncle, David, basically completely normal, unpossessed man, comes in. He goes, what's happening here? And, and then Brody immediately just chainsaws his head in half. Um, and he goes, oh, he was definitely a demon, actually. He said something about Satan. I didn't... He, <laughs> didn't you know yeah, Zach right? was like, he was fine. And he was like, no, I heard him say something about Satan. He walked in and went, oh, but I love Satan. Oh, get him. <laughs> Have your head off. Yeah, but oh, I, yeah. I couldn't let us get to the end of the plot without touching no. the, the end we of the road that. for basic We David. needed to close the loop on mm. that story. Yeah. Yeah. Zach's spirit is also in one of Brody's records, um, trapped, trapped forever, uh, and they have a little conversation well, until the sequel. The I mean, I haven't looked about what's happening, but I can does... tell you. Oh, is it is Zach back? Yeah, it, like um, Brody resurrects all of his bandmates for a battle of the bands competition in a bid to win back Medina, and it's a ten-year time jump. If what I've read is correct. Oh shit. Um, but Jason Lee Howden said that he's going to take a Gremlins 2 approach to it, where it's a bit like self, like, What's that? A gremlin? An electricity gremlin? A sexy gremlin? <laughs> a sexy girl gremlin? A sexy yeah, a girl gremlin. One with glasses. A, a googly eyes gremlin? And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Oh. And the yeah. Hulkster as well. Hulk Hogan. The Hulk Hogan okay. will turn up and tell everyone to get on with the film halfway through. <laughs> oh, so basically, it. you know, Gremlins 2, it's it's the writing room of no-nos. There, if you've got an idea, <laughs> it's going in. 
Yeah. You've seen the Key and Peel sketch, right? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, good. I'm glad you referenced in that because if you didn't know that, then then yeah. I'd be missing out, but I'm not. There we go. Uh, okay, so that is Def Gasm. We're gonna play a little bit of uh, the name game, Emma. Yeah. Basically, oh. um, I did watch an episode again recently, Andy, of of Richard Osman's House of Games, and they've definitely ripped us off. Um, essentially, what we're gonna do is give you the synopsis of a movie which sounds a little bit like Def Gasm, but isn't quite Def Gasm. Yeah. Um, and based on our synopsis clue, you have to tell us what the name of the movie is, which will rhyme. Um, in a very loose sense of the word, with the title Deathgasm. How yeah. did you find a film that was similar? Oh, it doesn't. To the films are all made up. Films are all made up. Yeah. Oh. It's not real. It's These not real. Not real I films. was going to say, wow, that would be incredible that you've managed to do that. <laughs> uh, okay. Congratulations. Andy. Andy, have you got any? Yes. Um, I'm glad. The synopsis is uh, a band of teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity um, by trying. By delving into black magic while trying to escape their mundane lives. Oh, is that it? That's the that's the that's the synopsis of the real the synopsis. Film. But what about this film? one? Oh, a uh, a band featuring the lead singer of the Gossip and two deceased monarchs really struggle <laughs> to get across a massive pit. Uh, Beth. Chasm? Beth Chasm, correct. Really what the fuck? <laughs> you That's guys right. have just got your own humour here. You've already, you're no, starting because, from a place far it's above. It's because I've been trying to work out my version of it as well. So I've obviously gone through this in my head already. So in a way, it's not, it's not fair. Trying to do right, trying to have a lovely bit of fun with rhyme, like they taught us at school. So yeah, exactly. Instead of death gasm, this time, when Beth Ditto and two dead queens, both called Elizabeth, trying to get across <laughs> a big pit. Hence the film Beth Chasm. Have you got any, Ben? Yeah. So, a band made up of Mr. Rogan, Mr. McFarlane, Mr. Green, and Mr. Rollins. <laughs> That's four of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't really think the, the second part was chasm, but I'm gonna have to figure something else now. Um, a band made up of all of those people, <laughs> yeah. What rhymes with that? It isn't chasm. Are you just doing this on the fly? You just didn't no. have a plan, kind of, but that's because Andy's thrown me into disarray. You could do Seth Chasm, it's fine. No, no, okay, I've got it. So a band made up of all of those people, Mr. Rogan, Mr. Green, Mr. Rollins, and Mr. McFarlane, all <laughs> play such great music that it gives them that they all have a fit, similar to how the Death Gasm band had a fit. Uh, so in that case, it's just going to be Seth Gasm. Seth Spasm. Seth Spasm <laughs> is correct. Okay. Um, uh, uh, this is difficult. Of... It's usually better than this. I promise. Um, so, um, a band in Newcastle are really desperate to play a practice down at Biker Grove, but they can't find the keys for them until someone gives them some advice as to where they might find the keys. This really relies on you having watched Biker Grove and known who the caretaker was. 
Oh no, I definitely don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> this is so niche. Like I don't remember the caretaker. So, so the bearded man who was the caretaker and adult in charge of Biker Grove, when he once was told that PJ or Duncan was unable to see, um, <laughs> he might have the keys to Biker Grove, wasn't he? So if someone was to say, "Why, hey, Duncan, where's the uh, where's the keys to Biker Grove?" and they'd say, "Jeff Asm." Jeff <laughs> no one was ever gonna get that. No one was ever gonna get that. <laughs> Jeff has him. Jeff has him. That's good though. I like it. You thought outside the box where I was just trying to roam things with Gasm. Oh, Jeff has him. That's probably the best one. That's my favorite one so far. Ever in the history of this. Um oh, I don't know if I got any more. I'm just trying to think on the fly. Um the man, a band is made, uh, and the front man is is the man who created Playboy. It's a little bit problematic, I think. Is he dead? I'm not even sure. Yeah, he's dead. Is he dead? Got okay. himself buried um, next to Marilyn Monroe. So what a creeper! Oh, what? So even in the afterlife, he could he could be a creeper. Yeah, could creep on um, someone. Yeah. He. This is what he has. He had every time he got a playmate into bed with him. And he even <laughs> called he... it. He even called it this when he <laughs> shouted it. A hefgasm. A hefgasm. Oh. Hey! <laughs> Although that's his last name. It's Hugh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he seems like the kind of man that would actually just call it a hefgasm, though. Very would. I've had yeah. a hefgasm. Bury me next to <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, please. Um, just give him gold member's voice. Uh, no, it wasn't. I didn't, it was that was in Dutch. That was just like a horrible, creepy, like careful where you go because th- that you might have Dutch listeners. No, exactly. So I was, he wasn't it was, being gold. It's like it wasn't a creep- Dutch accent. It was a horrible, creepy man. It, it was no. It was like Dutch. it was like a horrible Dutch. <laughs> no, it was like a horrible, <laughs> creepy uh, Cockney guy. I don't know where you heard Dutch in that. Anyway, usually the name game is a highlight of the show. That was difficult, wasn't it? No, but I've got two left. <laughs> oh, for oh, fuck's sake! Shut up. No, I You're can't. Not. I can't do any more. I mean, wait. Just do... How about? Uh, <laughs> what? Don't do how it. about? I've, I've ordered some food. Tastes a bit. Tastes a little bit salty. Can I just ask if the person behind there making the food has had a in one of these? Don't know, holding up a soup. It's a bit salty. <laughs> Extra protein. I'm disgusting. I'm sorry. I mean, are you going gasm again? It's the it's the blue alien jizz in his in his ears. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And but the person making my food has done it in there. Chef gasm. A chef gasm. Correct. Chef gasm. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> I said Jeff. Jeff. If you want another Jeff related, the chef one, might I be cool. Said, Jeff. <laughs> I would have said an actor from Dumb and Dumber and. The man who was friends with Zip- Zippy and Bungle in Rainbow, they <laughs> launch a new business to travel to the bottom of the ocean. What do they call it? Jeff. Jeffrey. Jeff. They 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 open a think tank underwater, solving Jeff. the world's problems. Really trying to work them out. I can only think of like a. Brainstorm. That's right, Ben. <laughs> Jeff Fathom. Fathom. 
Fathom, working out those yeah, problems. Fathom. Did you just go to the Rhyme Zone website and say what rhymes with death and what I've rhymes with gas? And then you just I took hate... all of those words. I, 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 I pride myself on never accepting artificial help. I just sit here and close my eyes, go into my mind palace like Will Graham yeah. and work out what rhymes I can find. <laughs> but the thing this is, is my design. We, yeah. we've, we've done yeah. so many films. We've done so many films with the word death in them that like, I feel like I always go back to the same sort of places. But... Um, right. Yeah. Right, Ben, this one's it's... for double points. You could win you could win this yet, whoever gets this one. The final this one is still going. People are haunted by ghosts from the Scottish play. Macbeth. Phasm. Phantasm. Yes, Macbeth Phantasm. You've done it. I think I should get that one. Yeah, you gave it away. Sorry. <laughs> Emma's got it. I need just one point to redeem myself because I've just lost so badly at this game. Have you got any, Emma? I've not. I haven't. <laughs> it's too hard, isn't it? You have to be quite ill to have come up with these horrible rhymes. Yeah. I Ill. just, yeah. I mean, it, I wouldn't, I don't even think I would have. No. Not oh. even <laughs> Jeff Adam. I got one. Like... Oh, he's got one. It takes a special, you know, type this of person mo- to think about. Special talent. This movie goes yeah. in a different. This movie goes in a different direction. Instead of focusing on Brody, we focus on Brody's mum and what happened with the Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, and based on meth. the drug she was taking, she had a, she had a meth a meth spasm. I was just gonna say meth gasm. That's what that, the that's what Santa had. If you really enjoy having meth, I guess you would have one. A meth gasm. Yeah, I guess it's ever some Moorish. That's how I've heard. It's like them yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Then that was that done. Now we got to rate the film from A to F. Pluses or minuses are allowed. Rate good or rate bad. Uh, Emma, would you like to rate the movie Deathgasm well, first? Obviously, I'm going to give it an A star. Liking this film is a huge part of my personality. By this point, it's like the pumpkin spice latte, Hogwarts house of my personality. <laughs> Liking yeah. this film is is basically like oh I've got a good sense of humour and I like that do you know what I mean and I've, yeah. I and I've think got it... two two t shirts I've got two fucking t shirts mate two t shirts I mean yeah, to be all fair, the, all the like, way. never never underrate liking a particular film as a personality because people are basing it on vape flavours all all around the country today so um... <laughs> yeah it's my personality the fact that I really like this film yeah and that's fine. That's totally fine. A plus. I can, I can accept that. A plus. Yeah. Is that what we're going for? A plus. Wow. It doesn't happen very often on this show, but when it's done, when it does, it's special. Andy, where are you uh, falling? For me, my first watch of this film, and I can own my lack of metal knowledge, being then perhaps not getting everything out of it that some people were. But as I said earlier, this is going to make it into my regular rotation. I had such a good time with this film. And Looking at the director's body of work, probably need to catch up with Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo um, is wicked. Yes, yeah, oh, so Samara to... Weaving's incredible in it. See, I need to and catch so is Daniel Radcliffe. What? So good. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've got is a. That same, I... Is that the same director? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I need to hurry up and watch Guns Akimbo. I enjoyed it. It was just so. It's so funny to say that, like a film which is really overtly about the. Is it the kayfabe of black metal really talking into like, you know, the death and the Satanism and the violence, and everything like that. But 
it's incredibly sweet and kind and has really nice message to it at the same time so for Mm. that reason i really loved it as well i think my rating will probably only go up more when we talk about it more but already on a first watch in we're a b plus from me i love it it was really really fun yeah that's what i was going to go for as our b plus because obviously the first time watching this film um but yeah really enjoyed it and especially some films have tried to sort of get this kind of thing going was there a film called metal lords which was on netflix maybe it was probably it was kind of cringe um i didn't I only saw a little bit of it and it feels like yeah this has got like a good heart and soul to it like the the jokes land the effects are great um and it's a good time so yeah b plus what a time what a time to be alive there we go that is defgasm what what a fun fun episode emma where can our listeners keep up to speed with you and all of your output across social media platforms all of your original output yeah (laughs) my original 100 me output um I mean, I'd like to give my Twitter, but I just don't feel like anyone's on Twitter anymore. I just feel like it's a barren wasteland with burning cars and just bloated, rotting corpses dotted around, of which I am one. And you can find me at EJ Cownley and also EJ Cownley on TikTok. Make sure that you go to EJ Cownley TikTok because I've been alerted to the presence of interlopers using my likeness to try and befriend Ben. So yeah, why me as they well? They're after you, leave, mate. They're after you. Leave me out of it, for God's sake. <laughs> she wants I'm you innocent. to one of those 135 followers that that person that, as you said, having... belonged to you. That I, I want having... all 135 of those people. They are my people, and I claim them. <laughs> I could have been um... having a chat with you all day, and then today we'd have gotten this podcast. Oh, and started. I would have asked you for money as well. Like, oh, my sick uncle in you know. <laughs> wherever i need money to and then you would have been like wait a minute <laughs> what can you imagine if ben had been in charge of sending you the message for the zoom link instead of instead of me we'd have had another person in here we'd have had the copy maybe that's Interloper. how you trap them yeah the copier how so yeah that's they? where i, I mostly am we will Twitter put links and tiktok We'll put links to that in the show notes, of course, so you can follow Emma. Um, So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Discord. We're all over the place, all right? Come find us. Next week, we are talking about The Collector with Joey Oliveira, the comic book writer. Is that you say his name? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah. I, I just go him by his first name usually. But yeah, yeah that's what gonna... I do. I've never full named Joey. God. Yeah. Uh, but there we go. But thank you so much for joining us, Emma. It's been good. It's been good fun. Yeah, thanks for bringing yeah. the charisma along. The pleasure was mine, lads. Yeah, you can Absolutely. let your husband back into the house now. So, uh, Super Soakers uh, of Piss at Fright Fest next year. Yeah. yeah. Fright yeah. Fest, Super Soakers of Piss. It's a date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you there. Super Watch Soakers out of Piss. Anyone who's our enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anyone who hasn't been on the show before next August and befriended us is in the firing line. That's it. Exactly. See you later. Bye, see everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.